My friends, we are back for a very special episode of Armor Party. I am your host, Mike Forster, wishing you a holiday greetings and hoping you are being good enough this Yuletide to get a new costume component, hopefully in a big brown box. By the time this episode premieres, we are only a few days away from the Ornament Project, a costume community effort to make custom Star Wars-inspired ornaments that raises money for charity. This year, we've chosen to gift Mission 22, a fantastic organization that aims at helping veterans recover from PTSD, TBIs, and other military-related trauma through proven therapies that get them back on this side of the field. Please follow along with this project and bid on an ornament if you are so inclined, as many of my past Armor Party guests have contributed some truly incredible pieces. And it's all for even a better cause. So follow along at Hondo Supply on Instagram, and starting at Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time Zone, we'll be dropping all of the ornaments for you to bid on. Check out the incredible work. It's just fantastic. Now, this episode is important because it ties into our charity effort. I know there are many military members who find the clubs and love the camaraderie as it builds to remind them of their service. And my next guest might tell you something similar to that. He might even tell you that costuming changed his life. So saddle up with the blue milk, crank up that volume on those headphones, and let's start the show. You might find him walking the halls of the Death Star, on the front lines with the Ghost Company, but most notably arm-in-arm with the 99th clone force of the Dad Batch, the first-ever live-action Bad Bass costumers from the animated series. A podcast host, veteran, and advocate, incredible costume, all just showcasing a story not too much different from the characters he builds. My brother-in-arms in the 501st Legion, all the way down in Southern California, I am so excited to welcome Tech from the Dad Batch, but I know him as Joe Lara. Joe, welcome to the Armor Party. Dude, Ghost, you had so much in there. Ghost Company, so you got the 212, 99, you had everything in there, dude. Sick. Man, come on. <laughs> you, 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 you listen to the show enough to know, man. I got like, this is like, this is me like thinking about this for like an hour. I'm like, ooh, what am I going to write? This is good. Dude, this is good. Man, super flex, man. Super flex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Doing doing well, and I have nothing to complain about right now. I mean, there's so much to complain about in the world, but I'm. I think I'm more grateful. Definitely more grateful now than ever, for sure. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we're coming on to um, you know the for the topic of conversation that that was able to have all the pieces land on the board in time was uh, Joe and I and the Dad Batch, and and this is I think really what you start to see is this a very charitable time of year for people mm. who know that uh, it, it is a difficult time of year for a lot of people. And uh, so when we were kicking off our projects, I know that the Dad Batch is kicking off this really great project called the Chrome Tono. And I want you guys to be able to explain what that is because I've got secondhand what I'm reading up on it, but I know that I want to be involved and I think I am going to be involved and I love everything you guys are doing to be involved. So explain what the Chrome Tono is. So we'd been talking about doing something, some sort of 
give back, right? I think uh, um, all of us being dads, um, sure. also in a certain stage in our life too, we, we're just kind of looking more outward. And we've been talking about it for a while, um, uh, about doing something. And then uh, we, we started kind of focusing on 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 specific types of charities and, and what do we want to do and, and what could we build maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we got the idea to reach out to Juan and Emily, uh, Indy Speeder's parents, who are incredible yep. people. Yep. I, I was fortunate enough to kind of connect with them through building costumes. And some of you have seen the Instagram with, with myself and in, little Indy and tech. Yeah, and, yeah. and oh man, that was so, so awesome. But I reached out to them and I said, hey, is there a specific charity that you think that we, the Dad Batch, um, dudes can kind of like support and wrap around. And they, and they specifically said um, NDSS. Okay. And uh, yeah, and so uh, the National Down Syndrome Society was was basically the the, the choice. And so uh, Ramey, j- just with his connections and his ability to reach out to nonprofits, made that connection to NDSS, figured out, hey, what's appropriate, what's not. Sure. And we and we came up with this idea. Actually, I think it was Steven's idea. He had a, he had a, he had a uh, Camtano and and John chromes the crap out of everything. Anything he touches, it's dipped in like chrome. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. So if and if you're listening and going, who are these people? Well, uh, John, who goes by Alpha Ignition, is a friend. I mentioned him. He's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, was our first ever Armor Party guest, which is really yep. cool. Very and uh, we'll get to get to have him back on soon because there's news happening, which is great. And then uh, and then Stephen, you're talking about Steve Schultz, who was I think a couple episodes back, and he he's mm-hmm. wrecker. He's wrecker of the, wrecker. Of the dad batch. So I'm excited to just continue to see what you guys are doing. And then of course, Brian Cook, Sith and Easy was, was another uh, a guest on. So Ramey's next, but oh, here yeah. we are today. So, so you guys are doing this really great, um, you're putting costumes in action to take advantage of the, obviously the following that you guys have is both like talented customers, but then also just uh, being a part of what makes this community really I, I want to say diverse. It makes it interesting. It makes um, its interconnectedness. There's a lot of people in this hobby, but everyone seems to know each other. So you guys are able to link up with with someone, and mm-hmm. and this is and and so then you you have your own version. Like you guys are basically throwing in a giant prize pile for all the donations for uh, National Down Syndrome uh, Society, right? Yes, it's loaded. Like it's you. Obviously, we can't put things in it. It's the things like so big, right? Sure, but we sure. Are, yeah, yeah. We're chucking. It is a term, right? I'm using yeah. quotation air quotes here. Yeah, yeah. And when you joined us on on the Dad Batch Pod uh, this week, you're you're basically right. Like it's going to be delivered in a semi truck, probably. This thing's <laughs> yeah. We're, we're we're getting carried away, and we want to be like it's okay. Um, it started with the with the with the cam tano, and then we're now it's a chrome tano. There you um, go. Throwing in some helmets. John, uh, John, he's throwing in his original hunter helmet. I mean the one the one he was approved in and the one he's been wearing all these photos and stuff he's like ah it's going in there screw it it's going in there I love that um, we get just all kinds of stuff and and it, it's funny because to your point we are connected to a lot of people and and it's not so much about the numbers it's about the quality of connections sure you know what I mean and so like it's one thing to post on Instagram and we try to get a good following but a lot of it is 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 um, interactions, sometimes inside jokes that some people don't know what's going on, but we'll let them know what's going on. And, and uh, yeah, it's trying to be as cl- inclusive as we can. And yeah. it's challenging, but but I think we we give it our shot. You know, we, we give it yeah. our best. Yeah, I love that. And 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 then we've got my 
my other project that's gotten wildly out of hand, uh, the, the ornament project, which, um, if, if you follow along with, with armor party, Honda supply, both of my accounts, um, you know, you, you see that it's a, it's a art project that is designed to raise money for a charity. And I have a bunch of people who have been guests on the show, just go crazy and paint one up and make it star Wars. And then we have people bid on it. Um, and I want to say that, you know, last year we had, uh, 10 people that I sent ornaments to and, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. Let's see if we could expand it. Well, now I can safely say that we are almost at 40 <laughs> ornaments. Um, and, and then your guys just showed up in the mail, the dad batch. And I'm sitting here being like, like we might as well just buy someone a car with how much money we're going to raise. Like this is insane. This, uh, they're so, they're so good. And I think for me to see really how, uh, the creative this entire community is, but with like, for the best reason, the best intentions of saying we're putting all of our crazy amount of talent and how much we love this stuff into good causes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's all of this is just a part of the story that I think that us as a costuming club are dying to tell. Yeah. So many people are trying to, they just want to be part of something too. So even if they're not like painting, they're, they're going to share on their stories that this thing is happening, right? There's a lot right. of people that are interested and, and they're going to make bids. I made a bid last year. I didn't get one. I didn't get one of those 10. And I got I, made a, I got outbid. <laughs> yeah. And I, I threw down some cash. I'm like, God dang, I, I didn't get one. Because yeah. there, there's some really talented people out there. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's it's about, you know, the cause. It's about, hey, can I make an impact? Also have fun at the same time. Uh, make some new friends. Man, and so thank you for starting that last year, because I would say what you did last year heavily, heavily inspired the dad batch. And, uh, and we're hoping to, to like, let's start this. Let's start a trend. Like anybody else out there with a, with a good following, let's, let's get this thing going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to get, as we're following along more with these projects, because I think this is like literally the amount of people that have said, this reminded me why I got into this hobby. Like play and dress up with my friends reminded me that like when we get to go to a hospital, when we get to go and, and, and make someone temporarily forget about how unbelievably tough it can be, uh, it, it transports them to the idea that like, oh, a galaxy far, far away, it's taking me out of where I am at this moment. And I think that it, it's it's another, like I said, another reason uh, and, and a reminder for the fact that like our love of Star Wars is a reflection of how we want to impact the world, right? Um, and, and it sounds like we're talking in these grandioso terms, but the simplicity of making someone's day just because you wore a costume for a thing that you both clearly love enough for them both to recognize you and for mm -hmm. you to spend thousands of dollars and build it, um, <laughs> is it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a unique thing. Um, and so I want to, let's, let's, before we get all into this, Joe, we got to go all the way. I got to go all the way back to the beginning. I always bring people <laughs> on and I go, people know you for how crazy your costumes are now, but I always have to ask how the heck did we end up here? It's like, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's someone spinning around in chains. You're probably a, wondering how I ended up here. Well, I need to know. <laughs> so Joe, take me back to the beginning. What was, what was the earliest Star Wars memory for you? And, and what did, you know, how did, how did this whole thing get out of hand for you? Oh man. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the list of guests that you've had and I have a very unusual path, right? I, I love this. It's, it's very unusual. So, um, I, I didn't start in the costuming thing until way late. I mean, literally, 2020 is when I barely jumped into the costume thing. What? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So, 
that's, that's it. 2020. That's when I started. Um, cause I've listened to some of your guests who have incredible stories of them being young and building, you know, just whatever costumes out of materials they had as kids oh, and, sure, and sure. whatnot. And, and I didn't, I didn't do that. I, I didn't do that. I was okay. always in star Wars. Yeah. yeah I gotta yeah. admit like, like the movies that was, that was incredible. It was, a, it was a thing. And my neighbors had the really cool toys and I had to, you know, kind of put Luke in my pocket and walk away and there you, you know, go. And there you go. It, it, I don't, I don't know where he is. It could I don't be anywhere. Is. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, you do what you got to do when you're young, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but what star Wars is always a big important part of, of, um, of escaping, right? That just sure. the story and it's just fascinating the heroes and whatnot. Um, and so much so that when I had two kids of my own, I was like, you guys are going to watch these stories. And, mm-hmm. and so at a young, young age, got him indoctrinated and they are totally in it. And I would say that was the extent of it. it was just a love from a distance for the, for the, for decades, just a love for the, from a distance. And, um, and I would say it was probably maybe four or five years ago, I started noticing the 501st and just, I actually, I take that back. It was Rogue One came out in theaters and, and my family and I went to the theater and inside the foyer and we we're walking with our ticket are, are two shore troopers. Okay. And, and they're, I mean, they're fully kitted up and, and my, I, I'm pretty sure I was mouth breathing. Like my mouth is just like. Oh uh, my gosh! Right, yeah. and and like these are humans inside this thing, right? And and of sure, course, sure. I've I think like we've all shared this. We know this happens. We know there's people in costumes, right? But to see it up close, I think that's when the light bulb hit me. Like I could probably do this, and the thought went in my head, and then I enjoyed the movie, and then it kind of drifted out. You know, it, that was that was it. But that was a, really the first time when I started paying attention to the costuming club. So it was, it was Rogue Rogue One, and. Uh, and then things sort of started developing as far as following, you know, the social media, the 501st, the clone troopers, just really admiring the, uh, the armor and just curious, how, you know, how do you put this stuff together? And then I got to say, when the Bad Batch came out, my family, my family called it out and said, dad, you got to see this. You got like, you got to watch these characters. There's, there's a connection, dad, this is you. And, and, you know, I'll kind of pause right there, but, but like that, that's what set me off in, in, you know, 2020 is like, I'm doing, I'm going all in. I don't know what's it. Well, I don't know what involved, what's involved. I'm in. Okay. So, so you're, so you're in, have you been in Southern California like most of your life or, or since 2000? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the reason I ask is because, you know, you find these places occasionally that have a really strong, pr- California, you guys could troop almost every weekend just because of the amount of people. And then also at the same time, three garrisons for one state, which is crazy to me. Um, but I, I get it. The more and more I get to know people within mm-hmm. that live in California, the more and more I understand, oh yeah, it's, it's California. It's its own mm-hmm. unique thing. Um, and so you, so Star Wars at this point for you is, is this a, is this like, uh, you've been a, f- a fan since you were a kid. Do you, do you put it away when in your formative years of being a, you know, a, a teenager, like, you know, you have, um, what you, and I know that, I know that you served and I want to ask about that, but what, what dates that like, what, when did that all start for you too? Because I know that there's, you know, we, in the, in the mid two thousands when, you know, you and I both remember it fondly, uh, Star Wars was in a weird place. And so I remember, mm-hmm. uh, when the Phantom Menace came out and I was like, Oh wait, people don't like this. 
I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 but I love this. Oh no. Okay. Right. But I, I'm like, I'm like in, you know, I'm in middle school and like, I don't have the, I don't have the cojones to like stand up and be like, no, dude, that like Star Wars was rad. I was just like, oh, you guys don't like it. I don't like it either. That's cool. But in my head, I'm like, oh, but this is really cool. But you know, you're, you're we're impressionable. You know, you're, you're so like, where, sure. where was Star Wars for you at that point? So I was stationed in England. So I was, I was in the military, right? I, you already hit upon that. So I was in sure. the military for a total of 24 years. But at the time when Phantom Menace came out, I was in the UK. Okay. And so I saw it in a, in a, in a British theater and I'm watching this thing and I didn't know what to think. But I was, I, was still, I was still pulled in because we hadn't had any content in like forever. Forever, yeah, yeah. Forever. And so yeah. I, I was just glad that to see the, you know, Lucas Limited, right on the screen. A long time ago in a far galaxy far, far away. Like that was priceless. Yeah, yeah. For for some of the original OT fans, right? Just to yep. see something. And and to be honest, um, you know, it was one of those things where I I, I liked it, you know, but but I really didn't have anybody to share it with because sure. you know, most most of my friends, we they would have watched Star Wars and say, Yeah, it was a cool movie, whatever, big deal. Yeah. But I, I'm just geeking out of myself. So I was one of those inner nerds, not really you know, closet nerds, just kind of not coming out saying, oh man, Star Wars, I got to dress this, you know, wear this stuff. I'm going to buy a robe. Sure. That, that was never me. Um, I was just always this quiet fan, you know, observing it from a distance. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And is there, yeah. is there a, um, you know, is there a, a, the, I know that there's a lot of 501st members, uh, that have been in military. We have, you know, we're a global reach at this point. So I know that oh, we have man. a lot of service people, um, that have, that have served their country. Um, is there a, like seeing star Wars from that angle? Was there a, is there always like a, a way that you see how Star Wars actually works in comparison to like how our own military works because the original idea of, you know, the empire having all the gadgets and then still somehow getting, you know, toppled <laughs> by a giant eight foot, uh, you know, Bigfoot um, was always kind of like this thing. And I know that Lucas's original vision of how he saw uh, Star Wars was, was of course inspired by a lot of events from Vietnam because his friends are getting drafted and they're like this long kind of interesting rejection of where Lucas was at at the time. But then of course, over time, pop mm-hmm. culture changes things and people under begin to start to understand different theories and how they want to relate the media. Um, so where was like, what is Star Wars for you as as a as a military member as well man i was um i was always impressed by the rebels because you know i th- think back to the revolutionary war and, yeah, and, the, yeah, and yeah. The, the militia right they're right not not the ones that were you know standing in a row with their muskets and and just waiting to get slaughtered right yeah, like no yeah. you had you had the militia were hanging out in trees and just like scrappy and there are no rules with with war right and and right. Rebels just doing what they can to survive, just that was appealing just to watch and see. And of course, you're rooting for them the whole time, right? Sure. Um, and so that, I would say that was probably, um, for, at least for me, watching from a military perspective, just kind of sure. <laughs> admiring it and historical or whatnot and the connections. Um, but yeah, and then, and then I think um, that when the Clone Wars came out, um, and, and it's funny because my, my boys were were watching, you know, Cartoon Network and that's kind of when they first, you know, appeared and right, whatnot. Yeah. And, and, and the Clone Wars were always like on in the house, but I didn't really sit down and, and absorb it all. I just kind of watched it from a distance and said, sure. oh, that's kind of cool armor. That's kind of neat. Oh, wow. The clones, check them out. The, the names. Oh, oh, they got little, you know, unique haircuts and they're kind of like creating their own personalities. But, but I didn't get involved into the arcs and the, and the, and the lore of it all. Um, so I just kind of admired it from a distance. And then I would say, 
they turned me on at a certain point uh, to really sit down and pay attention when, when they're like rapping and I can kind of hear them talking, my boys talking about, about some, some interesting things about Anakin. I'm like, well, Anakin's, Anakin's Vader. Like why, why, why do I care? You know, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like dad, no, he's passionate. He's, you know, and it's all comes out in the Clone Wars. So when I sat down and watched it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't see Vader the same way. Sure. I don't, I don't see any of this the same way. And then I started paying attention to the clones and realizing there's a lot of similarities with the, the, the words they use, um, being in the field, being in a scrap, being in a fight, the humor that'll break out that just happens naturally with when you're in, in some really thick, you know, environments, uh, sure. sometimes that's what pulls you through is humor. Sure. So there's a lot of correlations and that I could relate to. So I would say over time, that's definitely deep in my appreciation for, I mean, the vastness of Star Wars. It's a massive story. And I felt almost like, man, I wasn't even giving it a chance way back then. But now I'm glad and grateful that my, my boys brought me in and now I'm, I'm immersed, man. I'm just like, if there's anything Star Wars labeled on it, I don't care. I'm drinking it. Like, like <laughs> what, what, pass it over, pass yeah, it over. Yeah. Give it to me. Give me. I want seconds. I need seconds. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. And I love that. Well, and, and part of, you know, I think when I had, when you and I had first connected, I remember being like, oh, Joe, you know, Joe's got this great story. And you had, you had just kind of briefly mentioned about, you know, how, how costuming it kind of come around for you and how, you know, it was, it was part of your, your journey. And I remember at the beginning there was, you know, kind of like watching your story of someone like many of us who we we have this kind of nerdy little subset of friends. And then we find someone like I'm all the way up in, in upper Michigan. Right. So like our, our, crowd of, uh, we had two 501st members that I just stumbled upon somehow. And they weren't, weren't really all that active, but it was that like finding someone up here was huge. Mm. Michigan's got about 180 people in it. And I would see him at conventions, but like I moved way far. I'm, I'm, I'm eight hours from Detroit oh, and wow. where all this stuff happens. Right. So yeah. like for us to kind of discover our own selves and our adult selves when we can actually pay for this stuff finally. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing your journey of kind of coming out from behind a little bit of a shadow of being like, yeah, I go by this name and I do this. And then really just like watching you kind of like take on this idea of being like, dude, I am this character and people start to know me. People start to recognize me at conventions. And like, that yeah. has to be a wild thing. And, and I, and I just want to say that, like, I commend your journey of, of what, what costuming has done for you. And I just, I have to say that at the top of the, at the top of the conversation, um, because I know it's important and I know it's, it's a part of uh, what costuming has done for you and so many people is actually truly changed the trajectory of their life and some of the people yeah. we hang out with and like the way that we see the world now. So yeah. give me a little bit about your journey and what, where costuming like really started for you that said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going in. I'm, I'm, I'm going from being a fan to saying I want to physically be a part of this now? Yeah, I, no, I totally appreciate that question. And it's surreal. It is surreal to meet people in person at a con or at a troop and and people just almost like this sense of gratitude and thank you. And it's like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But it's also weird to hear, be a veteran and hear thank you for your service. Like that's also weird. You're like, sure. I'm just going to do my job, you know? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I get it. You know, people, people are appreciative. And so just kind of say thank you and absorb it. Um, but, but the journey for me, like I said, I was kind of 
you know, uh, observing and, and fanning from a distance. But then uh, when the Bad Batch came out, season seven of the Clone Wars, of course, now I'm all in. You know, I watched season six and I had like I heard season seven. We've been waiting, waiting, waiting. And so uh, the Bad Batch, the first arc hits. And uh, and believe it or not, my kids actually saw it first because I think when it premiered, it was it was at nighttime, and I saw it the next day. I was busy doing something; I don't even remember. I think it was working at night. And um, my boy's like, "Dude, you got to see this. This guy's you, Dad Tech. Check this out." And and so a little a little bit of context it, in my career, um, you know. And, and I'll say this without like any, uh, I'll say it in a careful way. Sure. Um, my my job was. Originally, I was a code breaker for the NSA. It, it, okay. was, it was very, very technical. Sure. And um, behind the desk, very nerdy environment. Um, a lot of Red Bull and Cheeto powder on your fingers, kind of environment, right? Just, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that that's that's the culture. But I would say at the beginning of like Iraq and Afghanistan and all those those conflicts, you know, two thousand two thousand one, there was um, there was a big surge to get folks like myself embedded into the combat environment, the actual like. Like in the theater, if you call it, if sure. you want to call it that way, and um, and so I was, I definitely eventually made my way into that environment, yeah, and uh, and it was it was definitely life changing in many ways because um, uh, it, I, I don't know how to say it, but you, when you're there, you just have a sense like I'm I'm meant to do this, yeah, because I'm good at it. Right. And if I don't do it right, like people can get hurt, and and sure. and so I I cannot mess up, right? Yeah. So so that kind of level of of gravity was was all around for years, mm-hmm. and then at the you know after if you can imagine that kind of gravity uh, uh, takes a toll on some people, um, and and I I have a pretty good tolerance level, but but even at the end of like ten years straight of just that kind of environment, uh, you you want to take a knee and rest, mm-hmm. right? And so. Um, Coming out of that environment, I was moving into the non-military environment now. And so when you start thinking about outlets and things to do, I never really had an outlet. I never really had hobbies. Like I would, my routine was very much like work out, do the military job, come home late at night, get some rest, and and the rest was family time. Like there was nothing else. I didn't even watch a lot of TV. It was just whatever the whatever the boys are doing. Like that's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And um but now I'm finding myself in this space where like, okay, I need, I need an outlet. I need, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. And I would say that was a crossroads when season seven came out, the bad batch and the boys are telling me, dad, here's this character tech special ops team, clone force 99. And I'm watching it. And of course, mouth breathing again, my mouth is wide open watching this thing. The guy's got, got glasses. Let's start there. He's got antennas. <laughs> he's got, he's, he's guiding in like snipers and, Oh my gosh! Like I, I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna reach out to these 501st people, which I know they exist because I've been following them on Instagram for a while, yeah. and I'm gonna say how. And that's basically what I did. I just started, it was it was early like right when that show came out. I just started uh, DMing people, um, found myself on the forums, and just realized, oh my gosh, this is just you know an endless tunnels of forums and whatnot, but I just asked. And luckily I had a good experience. I, I've yeah. heard people say that they, you know, their experience wasn't great. Um, the clone trooper detachment, the leadership there, whether it's Sarah and Hunter, those people are amazing. Josh, yeah. those folks are just really nice and they're welcoming and they're like, 
You want to build tech? Good luck with that. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're like, what do you mean? It doesn't. Like, what do I got to do? And and so I didn't know anything. I didn't know about Kevin Weir and his kits. I didn't know about three D printing. I knew nothing. Oh man. And that's how I started in twenty twenty. And then I just because I was so focused and so determined, I I had to figure it out. Yeah, had so- to figure it out. So that, so I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in this because I know that like for myself, I have, I'm a, I've been a creative person my whole life. I have a creative job. I have a creative career. I have a creative freelance career. Um, it is weird describing it. I'm not saying that our, our, <laughs> our, our employers are the same because they're certainly not, nor is the stress of my job as stressful as anything you've probably went through, Joe, but, but certainly the part of, light switching yourself to stop thinking about something Mm. and like a hobby. Like there was a wild part because my job as a creative director, which is what I do in my day job. Um, I think about this stuff all the time. I don't, I actually can't stop thinking about it. It's almost like literally part of my medical condition of attention, hyperactive, whatever they call it now. Mm. But the part of also turning your, 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 uh, passion, which is being creative into your career is a weird part too, because then all of a sudden I'm burning myself out because I'm convincing myself, well, remember you love this. So like, why uh, wouldn't you just go make more logos and like do all the, cause you get paid for it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure. I get that. And I'm sure like in, in your case, it's the idea of the gravitas of what you are doing at, at every day at your job. And like you said, if I the the mental constraint of saying if i if i screw up or if i don't go all in people can get hurt which is like mm-hmm. for all of our military members out there i i i can't know that weight but i certainly can understand the power that it holds in trusting each other and trusting mm-hmm. the system yeah um and 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 so having a hobby almost in some ways seems like you have, like, remember when we were kids, you almost would be like, I'm into that today. Sounds good. But like as an adult, it gets really difficult to stick with something because yeah. you convince yourself to be like, well, if I go all in, I go all in, whether this is, I want to play at every golf course on, you know, the Eastern <laughs> seaboard. I want to, I want to have 16 bikes because every condition could be different. I got to have six surfboards for whatever yeah. the swell is, bro. You know, like it just goes to show you how difficult it is to be a passerby. And so I love, I love that costuming kind of ended up in your lap as a, for some reason, this seems ridiculous, but I think I want to, I think I want that, you know? Yeah. And I, and I love that. So, so, so kind of get, okay. So you, you link up with the, with the group and, and if anyone's listening, who hasn't figured out how the 501st works, um, you know, we have the costumes are broken up into essentially like groups of specialists, like people who have yeah. really lost their minds or they're called attachments. And we use a lot of these terms for people who don't know any of this stuff. It's like watching, it's like someone talking with, you know, like basically getting instructions from the modal notes. People are just like, what, what are you talking about, dude? Um, and so, so you get in with the clone detachment and then not only are you looking to bite off an animated character, which is profoundly more difficult than nearly any other costume because you have to guess half the time. Yeah, for sure. But then you want to make a costume that is so new, the season isn't even over yet. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, is this, have I said anything wrong yet, Joe, or is this all accurate? No, you're accurate. And, okay. And, and th- all right. And this is kind of, I mean, I'm, I, so the whole thing of getting fo- hyper-focused and like I'm going all in is, is an understatement of how I can be sometimes. Um, sure. I, I drive my wife nuts and I definitely in the military, she's like, wait, you're going to go where you're going to do what? And, and so for, to see her and, and my energy focus on costume, she's like all day, Joe, what do you, what do you want to do? Go do it. Cause it's, you're in the garage. I know where you're at, you know, right, and, and right. I can, I can come find you and I can come around you, you know? So, um, but I didn't know what I was getting into. I just knew that I would say like, I could, I could visualize where I wanted to be. I wanted to wear this costume and I wanted it to to play him. I want to be him for other people just because I enjoy this character. I connect to the character and I think it'd be rad. Let, yeah. me, let, let me, let me figure it out. But I had no idea what I was getting into. And, and luckily the, the, the people in the detachment as, as you so well described, um, they're like, Hey, good luck. You know, like we want to support you, but nothing like this exists. And so some of them recommended, have you looked at potentially 3d printing? And I'm like, uh, I, I, I know what 3D printing is, but I've never done it myself. Sure. Um, yeah. I know what do, it is in theory. Let's put it that yeah. way. Like everyone in theory is like, oh, a 3D printer. You're like, it's probably just like my old printer. You're like, it, it, yeah. no, it is, but yeah. it isn't. And it's way more frustrating. Yeah. So so the, it was a perfect timing to kind of get immersed into it because this is right at the beginning of COVID. And so yeah, now true, we're all true. being forced to get sucked indoors. Yeah. Mind you, I'm an introvert. Like I, I call myself an indoorvert. Like I am, <laughs> I am indoor. Love it. It was probably a really good year for me. While most people were going through some really tough times sure. that year, yeah, I, I actually thrived that year. And and a lot of it was was me time, which I I never had me time. I, I ultimately this is this is kind of answering your question. Like you know the whole thing of sort of that, and, and I call it uh, veteran therapy, you know, it yeah. was therapeutic for me. The process sure. was, was getting some me time in the garage, figuring stuff out, working with my hands in a way that I never did before researching and just getting hyper-focused on something, trying to figure out what it is. I don't know. It's okay to fail, fail, but don't do it again. Right. So call it, call it a learning opportunity. Call it a fail learning fast, moment. fail fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, but move forward, keep moving forward. And if you get stuck, sleep on it, wake up and start to go over again. Right. Sure. And, and, um, and, uh, and that, that was so helpful for me. I, I think I, I, I will never forget 2020. And, and, and I always say this with, with care because I don't want to, I don't, I want to be mindful that some people just had a really, really tough 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but once I've done enough listening and I feel it's safe to share and, and I feel safe to share with you and the audience sure. is, man, I actually did pretty well in 2020. And a lot of it was building these costumes. Yeah. So, um, long story short with the whole 3d building, I, I, those files didn't exist and I didn't even know what files were, but I found some files for a clone and, uh, and I asked the, the, the detachment, Hey, um, 3D printing clone armor. And they're like, uh, well, we don't recommend it because there's a guy named Kevin Weir who has a really great kit. Just go ahead and do that way. Yeah, but I need to build tech and there's no, I think the best way is to build a 3D printed clone first, learn from that. And then eventually, hopefully files will come out for tech because I don't know how to build files. I'm not a CAD artist. Yeah, yeah. 
And so that was my process. I went, so I built Waxer. Waxer was my first time building a costume that was approved in the 501st. And then as I'm building it, I didn't realize that there weren't that many 3D printed approved clones in the detachment. There's just Barely almost none. Any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were almost none. And, um, but I learned how to, how to finish things and how to make it smooth. And of course I get super hyper-focused, but in that sanding process that everybody hates, everybody curses it. I found Zen. I found, I found peace. I found time to reflect, time to think, time to just kind of just get lost in the moment of the dust. And yeah. I'm sure I breathed a ton of it in, Even, <laughs> you know, you have respirators and stuff, but yeah, oh yeah, sure, gosh, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> but, but still, man, like I'd lose hours and hours just, just in the garage, just, you know, a little lamp kind of just going to town. But, um, as I was doing it, I started connecting via social media to other people. And that's kind of, I started following Brian Cook and, and Alf Ignition, all these guys. I'm just admiring their work. Just, wow, what are they doing? Kind of zoom in and on their, on their paint jobs and stuff and whatnot. Just admiring, but slowly building my, my work in progress forum and just kind of showing progress there. Built, built Waxer got approved. And by that time, the tech files were released. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah. this. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, this is awesome because I, and I, I feel the same way, honestly, like I, without 2020, a Hondo supply, which is how I kind of got all of this started, um, was because I was quite literally losing my mind creatively. Hmm. Um, I had just gone to galaxy's edge in 2019 in November. Um, and I'm like, Oh man, right before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Whoa, like they brought star Wars to life. This is incredible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then I'm like, how do I connect with other people who have been here? Cause it hadn't really been open that, that long yet. No. And so I'm like, this place is amazing. Then they shut the parks down for a year and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like how, how do we do, you know, how do we do this? Um, and so I'm, I'm with you on that. Like Hondo became a job of me, just like people, pining so bad to have connectivity yes and wanting to go back to the parks because the parks were like a sense of joy for them and mm -hmm. then if you remember like we weren't able to troop even though technically i'm like the your stormtrooper helmet is by far like the best ppe you could ever ask for uh, <laughs> it actually for sure. doesn't it doesn't breathe out nor does it let anything in you just sweat nothing at all time right oh yeah so um you know we were we were like man we're just like you know coming off the rise of skywalker and just so much love for star wars that all of a sudden just seemingly got cut off and so i'm, mm. I'm with you i'm actually kind of grateful um and again not not you know, putting it out there that, you know, it was, it was anything good, but, but I think what we started to see was our own silver linings of how some of us were able to handle it. Uh, and so I'm grateful for that time. I wish it wasn't in the way that it was, Yeah, uh, but, but I'm your story, yeah, your story is, is similar. I think to a lot of people, um, star who I had on uh, a couple episodes ago, she's like, I, what else was I supposed to do other than just like, <laughs> let's learn how to build costumes. And now look at her, you know? So it became, I think, yeah, it became time and space for people just to experiment and just do something right. They, they're pent up energy. I need to release. I need to, I need to do something right. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you get this, so you get in with the clone and you've got waxer, which is like great, like kind of mustard yellow paint job. And like, they yeah. just, they're like, they're just sweet looking. Right. Yeah. So you, you get this clone and that process 
of approval, which I know is difficult for a lot of people because you can always have a, a costume. Like you do not have to join a club if you make a costume. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and I know that that's a, a point that I always want to try to remind people of is that if you have a costume, there is no, absolutely no one's going to sit there and go, um, it's worthless if you don't join a club. It's not true. But um, to get into the 501st, especially after you've put in all this work, did you get in on the first go or did you have to make some changes after you applied to say I'd like to you know stand alongside the ranks what was that process like for then then seeing all of this work that you've done and yeah. then to have someone judge it is almost like you're feeling like you're standing there naked you're like uh did, yeah. did I do everything good I mean I think it's cool you know like what was that process <laughs> like for you the first time I, I tell you what, man, I, and I think this goes back maybe to my military training because there, there was there was training, and you're always looking for feedback. Yeah. Um, e- even when you think you're you're awesome, <laughs> you're good yeah, at oh, something. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like like we would we would do a mission in in, in the military and come back after you know being in a, in a crazy environment. We're super tired, super sweaty, stinky. We're hungry, whatever. We don't go eat. We don't go shower. We go back to a room and we huddle and we do an after action. We're like, okay. Hey, what worked? What didn't work? What mistakes did we do? Let's not do it again and call sure. people out. So you're always trying to refine and get better. Yeah. And I think I think that mentality um, is stuck in my head. It's like, okay, better than yesterday. The, mm. the mindset mm. of 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 I'm not. I've not. I will never arrive. I'm constantly growing, constantly developing, uh, developing. And um, and so that's how I, I approached. That. That's how I approach this. Like, you know what? To me, this looks good, but it's only one perspective. Like, I, it's like me saying, my mom says I'm a great singer. Let me go <laughs> on this on the show on t on TV and yeah, sure, and sure. win this thing. You know, yeah. come on, like, yeah. like seek perspective, seek seek others' opinions, and and don't take it personal. Even you know, nobody's out there to try to. I mean, there might be some people that are trolling, but most people, I think, really want to help. I I honestly think that, and and. And so when I went into the, to your point, you have to submit through this process. And the reason why I went for the 501st is because I want screen accurate. I want to try to get, you know, close to perfection if, as possible. These people have a really high standard. Let me go for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got some great guidance. The thing I had to change for a waxer was I added a little bit of extra color paint on the weathering. It was like a, it was a tone of, of brown or I think it was fossil. Fossil was the color that I used. And they're like, that color's not not in the costume. I'm like, okay, sure. Let me buff it out. How's that? Perfect. You're like, I've been sanded, man. I'll just sand <laughs> yeah. some more, right? I just, uh, yeah, I just sanded yeah. it out. It took, it took like two seconds, took another photo, submitted it, and I was approved. Too yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. So, okay, so you you get in with the process, and then and then the files come out to do tech because now you have, and it's crazy how once you build one, it's almost like all these things. I remember being so scared to cut my first <laughs> piece of plastic. I'm like, Oh, blah, yeah. it's so expensive. And if I cut it around, you know, and now it's like, I get a kit and my buddy will be like, Hey, could you like maybe show me how to, and I'm just like, give me that. You know, I'm like just sawing away at it. And, and they're looking at it like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're going to break it. You're going to break it. And you're like, ah, shush, shush, shush. And you're like, no, 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 no. If, if I'm, if it breaks when I'm doing this, you're going to have a way bigger problem. <laughs> Sure. So I love that. So, so you get in, you, you, you've got waxer, you have a little bit of understanding. Like what was it like for you too, to finally 
put it on and, and, you know, are you finding pinch points? Are you finding that like, okay, you know, I mean, Brian Cook has, has a 3d printed, uh, a crosshair and he also has uh, a, a flexible fiberglass one. So he's got both perspectives. What was it like putting on a 3d printed armor, um, that has its own specific kind of weight, has its own specific yeah. kind of flex, if any, um, it is different than ABS, which is where, you know, the clones have traditionally gone with Kevin that Weir, formed. Yeah. Uh, who was, who was another guest on the show. And I loved hearing his process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what was that like for you to finally put all that on and figure out like how the heck you were going to try to move like a clone trooper in this <laughs> like coffin of a, you know, PETG, you know? Yeah. Well, so here's the crazy thing is like, uh, I already knew like, okay, it's one thing to build something that looks right. That's, you got to get that right. And it has to, it has to be right. But then you have to put it on a human body. Yeah. Yep. Right. And then you have to be able to move in it. And then you also have to somewhat be able to repair the thing, right? Cause it's going to break. It's plastic. It's oh, going to, yeah. it's, it's going to eventually going to dissolve or whatever, but, but you want to be able to repair it. And so, um, in, in the design of the 3D files, I I was just able to, I was looking at some of the pieces that were designed to kind of overlap. So like the clone, there, there's this ab piece that wraps around your, your mid, yeah. mid section. Yeah, yeah. And then the chest and back kind of collapse on top. And I just realized like, ooh, 3D print on top of 3D print. If I'm moving, if I... That's not going to be good, and then and then also these three D parts are really thick, millimeter wise compared to what I think because I hadn't touched it yet. The the vacuum formed, you know, uh, plastic is, mm-hmm. and and so I think I might need to get a Kevin Weir ab section, and then integrate it into the three D printed part. So what I ended up doing for Waxer. I used uh, the ab section from Kevin as well as the the shins, the, the the legs. I had tried to 3D print that, and and here's what I also discovered: as some 3D print uh, creators, the the, the STL, the, the creators, the, the guys who engineer this stuff, they've never they don't really make it for themselves to actually prove that it works. They just design things sometimes. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And, There's a difference. Be- yeah, yeah. I didn't and, uh, know that. <laughs> you're like, well, I, there it is. It looks like an action figure, right? That's yeah. what I want to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like printing it, and I had, I had, I had the shins, and I'm putting them on. I'm like, wait, how's the calf go? Wait, mag- maybe magnets. And so I, w- I went through maybe three pairs. I printed this stuff hours and hours and hours of printing, and trying different things. And like, I'm fed up with this. I know that cl- I know that Kevin Weir's stuff is excellent. So I'm just going to do that. But I asked permission in the forums first. I, you know, I went to the, to the people and they're like, Hey, can I mix this? They're like, at the end of the day, if it looks right and you can move in it, you're going to be fine. That's what we're going for. Yeah. That's what we're going for. So I, I mix mashed it for, for waxer. And and so then I realized, cause that was the same thing. I was like, got this Kevin weird abs. I'm like cutting it really closely and carefully and don't mess it up. And then I realized, well, this stuff's actually pretty bendable and yeah, yeah. Good choice. So what, what, uh, what printer, just cause I want to know, like, cause I know people, and this is like, people will send me a message and be like, this guy gets really good prints. Can you ask him what kind of 3d printer he uses? And I'm like, you know what? All they're all kind of the same, you know? So what, so just at least get this out there, Joe, mm-hmm. what kind of, what's your setup? What is your technical setup? What do you have for printers? What are you using? Just so people can know there really isn't a magic secret sauce. They all need to be sanded. <laughs> Everything needs to be sanded first there and foremost. Go. We said you, you cannot escape sanding. Even if you're doing resin printing, there's a little bit of sanding still yeah. needed. Yeah, top but coat it also, for sure. But it also depends on you, right? So to your point, you know, if you want to get in the clubs, 
there's going to be a lot of eyes and attention to print lines. These all these things produce print lines. But if you're just building a costume because you love the character, you might not want to spend that much time sanding. But for um, but I have a resin printer and I also have FDM. The FDM is filament. You know, it's it, it heats up this this long string of plastic and melts it. But I use a four millimeter, point uh, four millimeter nozzle, um, and then I go slow. I think a lot of people. Want speed, um, and so I would say I go for quality over speed and yeah. and um, and quantity. Uh, I, uh, some people, f- when they find out how long I take to to, to print something, they're like, "Why does it take you so long?" Well, because I slow down the speed of the filament coming out, and I do I'll do a two millimeter height, you know, two layer height rather, you know, instead of three layer height, and I kind of want. I just want that really nice finished look. And so I'm willing to wait. And I figured like, you know what, if I ordered something from Etsy or from Amazon, it would take probably a day or so. So if I print this, it'll take, you know, less than 24 hours. What am I really giving up here? You're not really saving time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Um, Let me just do it myself. Are you using, and then like a specific machines, like, or, you know, cause uh, people get the idea that I have a 3d printer. I'm yeah. just going to print the whole armor. And you're like, well, if it's a small bed, then you've got to piece the pieces together and you've got to join them together. And that creates yeah. you know, weak parts. And, and so you have to enforce it. So are you printing on like a, a, a bigger bed or what's your actual setup that you're using? Yeah, it's 300 by 300 by 400 millimeters. Uh, Creality CR10. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of like probably? the go-to V2. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a good machine. Go-to. That's what I got. It's a good machine. Green machine. Dude, yeah. I think that was the drop to the V3, but it's the same machine. It does... Yeah. It does wonders. I'm on my second one because the first one I burned out the motherboard. I just use that thing like nonstop and I'm pretty sure there was a pluff of smoke at the end of that death. But um, it, it wanted to let you know. It was yeah. like, <gasps> basically, it was sweating. Um, but bought a second one and it's been working flawlessly. But um, but yeah, larger, to your point, larger print size, uh, sorry, uh, bed. Yeah. Um, it's just going to give you larger pieces. So that means less you know, connection points, but even even with connection points, you still want to be able to kind of fill it in. So there's all kinds of filler processes and whatnot. And that's where you, man, there's so many ways to finish a print. And I get asked all the time, I'm sure just like you do, how do you do this? How do you do that? Um, but, uh, but there's really no like perfect way. I think you just got to find what, what suits you. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's awesome. And And I think it's cool at how many of us have these shared experiences of saying, you know, I don't think there is a, uh, there is an end all be all for how these things are made, but I know the technology is certainly catching up to, uh, the way that, you know, I mean, I, I've always kind of said, you know, there's, I think there's always going to be a space for filament printers. Uh, but resin is just like, I mean, it's crazy how far resin has come in the about two or three years that it was like, Whoa, what is that? Oh, interesting. Uh, and it's just like with everything, you know, competition drives the market. And now it's like, you know, our buddy, our buddy, John has two giant resin printers. Um, and it just kind of goes to show you where the technology will eventually take this hobby. But at the same time, I still, I'm sitting here going, but I'll take an ABS kit over anything still, because yeah. I just know that I can throw them in my bin at the end of the day and take it out and it's still going to be there. And I don't have to go, Oh, I wish I would have, you know, Dude, um, I, I tell you what, that, that I, I eventually got into, uh, got a TK. I had to be a TK, right? It's, it's, it's iconic. It's recognizable all over the world. It is Star Wars. It is Star Wars. I mean, it you know, we, we can talk Star about Wars. it, but it is Vader and Stormtroopers. That is Star Wars to most people. You know, that's and, what I think. And so when I built that thing, 
Um, I just wore it recently with with John and, and Ramey at the uh, Hollywood Parade, and we're we're joking about it on the on the on the podcast, the Dad Batch podcast. But like, you can sprint in that thing, like full out, just go for it, you know, in the Olympic speed, and and it's with the, it's, with the sound too, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, clicking at every baton pass. Yeah, no, but it is. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a joy to wear. Not only for for the reactions, but it's actually it feels okay to wear. Uh, sure. wearing, wearing tech and wearing waxer that 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 filament, man. Ounces turn to pounds, brother. Ounces turn to pounds, mm-hmm. and and so overall, um, TK thin ABS, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's can. and that's a great point. I think as people get along, and I know that you're probably no, you know, you're <laughs> you're no stranger to uh, being in difficult places with probably way too much gear. Um, <laughs> but but the the process of when people start to look at the reality of what these things do, when you have to put them on your body, like I'm I'm building Empire Boba Fett right now. Oh, and uh and i you know it's like I take, it's a it's a beauty but oh my gosh the amount of stuff you got to put on i'm like no wonder the guy didn't do anything he just stood there and looked at because he couldn't it was like he got all the stuff on he's like i, I can't move my arms because the yeah know, but, the, ho- the hoses might detach but um, he looked cool and, oh, and honestly he the cool he's the coolest dude, but you know i pick up i pick up the fiberglass uh pack and it's light for how gargantuan it is, <laughs> but it's not light. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not like, you know, and then once you get the scuba brace on and put all like, you put the damn thing on, you're like, oh, I got like an hour, I'm got like an hour in this thing before I'm going to go, yep, I'm wearing a backpack for sure. And I yeah. know that with a crazy part of what you guys do and why I have such appreciation for the dad batch is all of those costumes, again, designed to be for an animated show. So we don't have to factor in physics as much as the reality of what they look like. And I think True. that a lot of people saw um, some of the biggest differences is when, you know, we saw in Kenobi, you saw the difference of how they actually had to make actors fit inside some crazy looking character like the fifth brother or right. like, you know, you know, yeah. how do we, how do we make the, you know, how do we make the grand inquisitor not just look like a, uh, you know, like a cone head walking around just like Nefasarachu. It's like, we had to make him actually, you know, have, have, you know, angst and, and be able yeah. to remote. So there yep. are differences. And then when you have animated stuff and I, I, the reason I love the dad batch is because they do have such these different components that you have to bring to life enough to still make them believable and mm-hmm. not just look like a cardboard version of who they were. Like all of your kits look like you're the actual guys doing the actual thing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, what's, what's interesting is when those that, uh, that want to venture into the animated stuff it's it's a certain style of paint and even the bad batch i mean as obviously as as the clone wars when you watch season one compared to oh, season man. seven <laughs> it's night and day difference right and in, 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 i mean we're talking about artists and and technology and in and the animation and just getting better year over year and um with season seven things just started really pop and get refined and and high definition and so yeah. Um, it was really interesting to experiment with the painting techniques, but that's when I kind of learned from, from folks like, like Alf Ignition and, 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 um, Brian Cook and, uh, Ramey and, and Steven, all these guys that, that I'm lucky to be just kind of just stumble upon and get connected to, um, Hunter, like these, these people are, have been doing it for such a long time, much longer than I, and I'm just absorbing. I'm, I'm like a sponge. Like, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Okay, let me try that. And I'll try it. And it sucks. Okay, sure. let me buff it out. Try it again. 
Oh, I think I got it. Wait, what did I do? Dang it. I didn't write it down. Okay. Let me try to get, (laughs) it's, it's trial and error, but ultimately it's getting it to the point where it's like, okay, I feel good about this. What do you think? What yeah. do you think? What do you think? Got some input? Okay, change, change this, change that. I'm in. Sweet. I'm accepted. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, how did this? You know, because I, I finally got to see all you guys at celebration, and of course, the the costumes get unveiled. You get your photographs <laughs> taken by the great. You know, also five hundred first. Yeah, the five hundred first Legion member who who is a fantastic photographer. Oh, one of such the a best. nice guy. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah, everything about him, like, I just, I love this guy. Like, he's a fantastic photographer. He's a great dude. He's clearly loves Star Wars. He's in the Legion. Yeah. You're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so we see these reveals of these, of these characters and I'm like, they're incredible. And I'm, and then I get to see you guys at celebration yeah. and I get to see him in person. And I'm just like looking at everything and all the wonkiness of what it takes to actually be able to, Oh, I don't know. Just move your freaking arms. You were watching um, us get dressed, man. Yeah, you're in, you're in yeah, that room yeah. and you're like, wait, Oh, that's how it goes on. That's yeah, how it gets exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. man, these guys, this is dedicated. So how did the idea, cause I know that, I know that Brian cook used to live in Southern California. He no longer, yeah. he, he moved across the country, but yeah. how, how did the idea of, how did you guys all link up to say, Hey, let's all do this crazy new animated show that, <laughs> you know, like we're all vibing with these characters cause they're just cool. Um, yeah. they, they certainly have their, uh, you know, the, the choice and select of, of, uh, certain tropes that we've seen that have been familiar to us as fans of animation and sure. all these other things. And, you know, figuring out if Hunter was supposed to be like Billy from predator and mm-hmm. uh, just all these great things that made us remember like classic action movies. Uh, how did you guys decide on, on grouping up and saying, should we all do this? Cause it's one thing to have one character and be yeah. like, Oh, I found a guy over here who's doing this character. And he, the other guy lives in, you know, lives in Memphis. So hopefully right. we can meet up. But like you guys are, you all made it together. You're all there. How did, how did that happen? Dude, that, a lot of that is luck. I'm honestly, I mean, if you think about it, like the, to uh, have we fi- call that the force, Joe. Yeah, okay, that was sorry. the force. <laughs> the force, the force came into play. Like, over time, when you have five characters, five, um, come together, it's one thing that like, you know, two, three got it, but, but five characters that, um, came together in this series, it's just super fortunate. And, um, and what happened is again, I, I was kind of, I had no intention of building any kind of Instagram following. I was just kind of showing what I was doing, how I was building it, just having fun, no intention to grow it. But through the, the social medias where I met, and so, well, I saw John, I saw John first, um, with this hunter cause he'd already had this hunter kit and he's taking these really awesome photos Yeah, again, just admiring him from afar, not even thinking that I'll ever meet these people. I, I didn't know where he was, but, um, we just started, um, I want to say we started DMing a little bit cause I was asking him, Hey, what color, what color red did you use? And that kind sure. of stuff. Just, 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 just at a, at a distance. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then I went to a Kevin Weir B grade sale. Uh, uh, in, a, in, in Azusa, California, in the Azusa, old shop. yeah. So the old place where Kevin used to hang out, his old his old stomping grounds. He'll sure. put out B grades, and those B grades are nice. Like I don't yeah, even right. know other people. Like, yeah, right. Like whatever. Um, but but I was there just scr- just kind of like going through the through the stuff, and uh, but I brought my tech helmet, and uh, and I was I was I was there to meet somebody else, just kind of hanging out and talking with them, and John saw and is like dude, that's a cool looking helmet. Um, there's another guy named tech bad batch. I'm like, that's me, bro. And he's like, Oh my gosh, 
I'm mouth ignition. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what? You know, cause he didn't have his helmet with him. So yeah, we started sure, making sure. that connection and we're like, do we need to get together and maybe do a, do a photo shoot? I'm like, sweet, let's do it. So, um, we kind of coordinated and, 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 uh, but then through him, I realized, oh wow, Brian's also local. And so the three of us got together and, uh, and Brian hadn't built crosshair yet, but, but John was eager to get me and him together outdoors with, with Mark Edwards. So we got sure. together. That's why I met Brian and his, and his incredible family. Yeah. And so I think he had a, he had a captain Vaughn at the time and, uh, and the night owls were there, uh, death yeah. watch girls, they were out there yeah. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, these people, I've been following them on Instagram and now I'm hanging with them. That's kind of cool. They're just here right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're here. And so we took these photos and, you know, it, it didn't make sense, you know, cause it's not what you see on screen, but who cares? We're just in these cool costumes and getting familiar with who's who in zoo. And, uh, and we hit it off. We hit it off. Like, you know, I have a, I have a no douchebag rule and, uh, these people are, are cool. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, I guess they passed the test, Joe. That's they passed true. the test. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. passed the test. <laughs> no, they, they got A's, A pluses. They were just yeah. really great people. Good yeah. vibes. And, uh, and then I think when, Brian saw John and I, he was like, I've been eyeballing crosshair. And I think we, we, we got him, we got him wanting to go. build it. And then the three of us showed up at a troop up in, up in LA area and Ramey and Steven saw us. And I didn't know those two gents. I, I didn't know them at the time. And uh, so I got introduced to them really for the first time, even though I bought a, I bought a, a DC 15 3d print kit from Steven. I didn't know who he was. I just, oh, kind yeah, of, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he had his, this business. And so, but met them in person and they're like, oh yeah, we're building, when they saw us, they're like, oh yeah, we're building these characters. I'm like, cool, do it, prove it. You know, <laughs> kind of like that's what I I'm like, that. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course they did and we started getting connected. And so originally it was John, Brian and myself just kind of doing this internal DM messaging type kind of thing and on Facebook. And then the five of us got together. We started coordinating this epic photo shoot with Mark Edwards and Dude, that was it. Like when we walked in the room together and we're all kitted up, we're like, this is unreal. Yeah. And, uh, and then we said, it was really cool too, was bring in, uh, Brian's daughter Levi into it and build yeah, this to, Omega, Omega kit. Just, yeah, concept. Yeah. Dude, like I had some extra tech shoulders and some shins and we, we all pitched in different pieces and it just kind of created this costume from nothing just out of concept. And yeah. it was really cool to just gel like that. Like I couldn't, I, 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 I got to say, man, it's, it's almost like I feel uh, a little bit of imposter syndrome because these are people when I got to realize who they were and how long they've been doing this and I'm the new kid on the block. Like I, I can't believe I get to hang with these guys. I, that's, that's how I even feel to this day sometimes like, man, these guys are just so good at what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it. And then of course, like Ramey helped us out with the ornament project and I, you know, cause I asked him like, Hey man, I need someone to extrude these files, get them ready for printing. And Ramey's like, Oh man, I do that all the time. And you know, he's like, the, I think he's the dark horse of the crew because I think like technically Ramey's probably like the most proficient technically of anyone in being able to like figure out the, the modeling and all that kind of stuff. So I can't wait to have him on. Cause I know that Dude, his story is super interesting he's and he's great. Awesome. He's so, and he's so nice like i'm lucky man just to know these guys and but then watch them work like i'm telling you like i'm i'm in awe when i watch yeah. them get in their element and and uh the speed and like how does does Ramey even sleep i don't think Ramey sleeps i really don't i think he's just he's echo plugged into the matrix just kind of <laughs> just it's very fitting for his character. It's very fitting. Oh, 100%. Um, well that and, and what's interesting about all this because i i think you know you 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 get to meet all these people 
and I've I've just had through a lot of connections of just eventually just some you know having my own following and being able you know I had a lot of people who's like they would come find me to make them an ID card as like a way to be like that's how I I put the you know while it sits in the in the case yeah to, to, exactly I think okay. we made one for we made one for Waxer that was our first one I ever oh, got yeah. in touch with you oh there yeah we see we got it right yeah. there I got them so, ready. Yeah, they're ready. And it's like, I think people started putting them up on their shelf is kind of like the, you know, that's my hollow deck of, to prove that I have this costume done. And yeah. so eventually over time, like I, you know, I'm, I, I get a, you know, I'd get like a request for someone. I go, wait a minute, I recognize that name. And I look him up. I'm like, oh, this person's like a killer costumer. I got to do something really good for this. And that's kind of how like Hondo kind of turned into some nightmare. Um, but <laughs> dude, but you, I got to say you killed it with this tech, like the detail and people can't see this if they're listening, but dude, you built the HUD in this thing. Like the, the thought and care that went into this, this isn't just, uh, oh my goodness. Dude, you are so talented, man. Well, thank I you, was, thank you. I, I'm, I, was I, I blown away. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going for, baby. That's what I, I need. That that's my, oh. that's my five star rating right there. <sighs> but really, what it comes down to is, I think, like we all have just come to appreciate how much talent exists in this version of what would be like the fan sphere, and that's mm. the part that blows me away because you go to celebration <laughs> and you see, of course you're like really funny, like wonky costumes. Like, you know, you see someone from the holiday special or something funny. that's <laughs> like designed for laughs. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then you see this stuff, but then you really look at how incredible some of these people are that make this stuff in their basement or in their garage or oh, with, for sure. with, with, you know, and I know that they have more time and I've had a lot of professionals that have been on the show and they talk mm-hmm. about the biggest issue that you always have when you're making stuff for production mm-hmm. uh, is that you don't have a lot of time, but then we have the ability to be able to just share these resources among each other. And it really just makes a community that continues to feed itself and get new info. And the fact that like even two weeks ago, I'm sitting here watching, uh, there's a guy doing Ord Mantel, his his name is Ord Mantel on the forums. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have him on the show, but like he's like, you know, most people, I would say probably 95% of Boba Fett costumers had no idea that there was a dental mirror behind the little three dots in the bottom of the app plate. And it's like, hey, 40 years later, we're still finding stuff out. It's and so wild. The fact that that wasn't gate kept or being mm. like, oh, oh, well, certain people know about it. And I'll tell my friends. But yeah, everyone, they just instantly were like, look what I found. And then I got it confirmed by someone who built it for SE. Yep, we had a dental mirror behind it. Wow. You're like, this is so good. This is what I'm talking about <laughs> because all we want to see as costumers, as people who build things, is just more people do it. Yeah, for you sure. Know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that's. Uh, like I get inspired from so many people that are not in the 501st. They're just, they're, they're building just great stuff. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's foam. I mean, you, you, you see it out there on the social media and what, what, what inspires me is when people put forth their best effort and you know, they're pouring their heart and soul into it. And, and sometimes it's like, okay, so, so I get it. Some of the, some of it's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that's okay, but you could see their soul going into it. And I think that's what's inspiring. At the end of the day, we want to we want to see people's best effort. And right. if you say you put your heart and soul in it, man, good on you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For and sure. Getting into okay, so you, you have the tech costume, and is this your first like foray into 
electronics because tech is mm. a very like beepy. There's lots of beeping going on. And like <laughs> he's got the HUD that pops down and you got to have the LEDs in there to really make it sell on the idea that it's a heads up display that's displaying yeah. information. So was that, you know, are you, are you now playing with electronics? Like what, when you're building a costume like that, and again, same thing, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at my biker scout and being like, this thing's like a toy compared to Boba Fett. Like, the, like yeah. it's crazy different, especially if you want the stock to come down and, you know, do the targeting system. Like, oh. I'm like, yo, <laughs> we are in like, I can't believe these are two costumes, but the truth is like a lot of the costumes, um, I've been lucky enough to have some private conversations with some of the people who've built stuff on the shows and they're 100% like, Oh, there is nothing that brings us more joy than trying to stump the costuming community <laughs> because they know that like at this point, there are thousands of people trying to put together your puzzle and you know, just the difficulty of being like, well, if we do this and do this and do this, um, it just, it's a very like fun, lighthearted thing at being like, all right, send out the nerds. Here they come. And within two episodes, we've got printable files for Book of Boba Fett on a costume that's been completely redesigned. And I'm, yeah. I see it behind you, but it's like, they completely redesigned it. And I had one of the guys that helped on the, you know, he was on the show, Drew Hart. Uh -huh. uh, he's yeah. like, oh, wait until you see. And then, you know, I sent him a message <laughs> and I'm like, how'd the community do? He goes, Duh. What did I expect? This is like, yeah, they crushed it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's really funny that you have that, but it's like, of course, you know, I think what it just comes down to is just, you know, again, I'm just so impressed by people's ability to be able to to learn, to be able to share information, to share their passions, and have yeah. that be a part of why. I haven't found another community that has mm -hmm. given me so much back in terms of just my own pure joy. And I don't know if you yeah. feel the same way. Oh, I, I do. Uh, what, what's funny to your point is, you know, here's this animated character tech and he has his HUD, as you know, it, it, and he pulls it down, it lights up, it starts, you know, translating some crazy foreign language, you know, or, or he starts zeroing in uh, coordinates for crosshair to get a really awesome shot. Yeah, of course. You know, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to go crazy, but don't, I mean, I was actually looking up, okay, what kind of see-through heads-up display servos kind of stuff exists that I don't know if I can cram that into what I'm trying to do. And at the same time, I want to make this thing so I can wear it. And, and so I, I actually had two HUDs, one HUD I gutted with, you know, to be able to put LEDs in the edge of, of, of the etching. So, so it, the whole thing would light up. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But when I did, I'm like, I'm going to get a sunburn. This thing is too bright, right? So yeah, sure. what I discovered, and it's funny because a lot of people assume that the whole thing is lit up. But in reality, the little red light, super simple. Uh, it's a flashlight with with the, with with a lens on it, red lens. That's it. Yeah. With a AAA battery in my goggles. That's what lights up the HUD. Because I realized that's the perfect effect. But people assume that it's like, oh, it's got its intricate LED and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, don't get me wrong. I experimented with it. It's kind of overkill. Um, all you need is just a really decent uh, flashlight that can reflect off something. And and ultimately, ultimately it's it's the look is what we're trying to get, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're trying to get the look and people... When they look at Tack or any character for that matter, they want to see the character and not maybe be distracted by something like, oh, that 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 doesn't look quite right. It's too bright, it's too powerful, or whatever. You know, so 
there's a balance with all of it. Yeah. And, um, and luckily I didn't have to go crazy on the electronics and, and honestly, like, I mean, my backpack, I can light it up if I want, but I'll half the time when you do this kind of stuff, a lot of it's for yourself because when you're in a parade or when you're in a troop, people aren't saying, turn around, let me see that backpack light up. Like the people aren't, people aren't doing that. We do that to ourselves and we put so much emphasis on one little detail, which is what draws us in. That's what gets us fired up and that's what keeps us ignited. But not everybody's wired that way. Most people are looking at the overall picture and just want to be connected to Star Wars, you know, just so simple. So hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I need to, yeah. and I have to remind myself of that daily when I'm building Boba Fett, because I'm like, look, for the people who actually care about this stuff, they're never going to think that they're never going to think that your build was good enough anyways. Cause that's what Boba Fett people do, which is the craziest oh, part yeah. to me. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, and, and it cracks me up, but, um, I, I love, I, I love that, that take on it too, because, uh, the, the building for self. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I've had, this when we talk about accuracy and of course there's like you know you, you the animated characters have to take some liberties because mm-hmm. uh you actually have bones unfortunately <laughs> you have bones uh yeah. you have uh elbows and joints that can't just like get rubbery and just say uh slime your way over to the side because your armor isn't also made out of foam a hundred percent a hundred percent i had to stop squatting and lifting certain weights to, to fit waxer because like my thighs just would not fit in that stuff i'm like <laughs> okay ah, you know yeah, yeah yeah now this hobby is unhealthy in ways um I, but I, i'm I, it's it's such an interesting point because you know we we think about this in in terms of like i said you got to take some liberties to make the animated characters have almost like the realistic version and we saw that a lot with the in attack of the clones because none mm-hmm. of the you know, they didn't actually make the clones. They were no, all CGI. CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, thanks to Kenobi oh, um, and, and Andor, like we actually have real life clones and they look freaking awesome. It's so exciting um, to see. They're it. yeah. it's so cool, right? And, oh, yeah. and so you're going to see that you're going to notice those differences. But again, mm-hmm. like to your point of, you know, I think what it is when we try to chase accuracy is in some ways you're actually trying to honor the decisions that made the characters memorable. Yes. Ultimately, yeah. I think you're right. Right, right, right. And and you're sitting there going, I want to figure out what Joe Johnson actually tried for and what he mistakenly happened that made Boba Fett what he is. Um, And, you know, for Filoni and all these other guys that like had the very specific reasons of why the art team, you know, made Wolf look like he did and, and what, you know, all these little things that we can always, of course, hope that one day we'll get the answers, but we might not, but Mm -hmm. it's, it is, you're, you're trying to honor people that made this character cool enough that you wanted to say, lose your mind for six months and try to recreate it. Um, But I know that it's a difficult part in going equally, build what makes you happy. Don't lose your mind over stupid details like this. But at the same time, like we're all a victim of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it varies for different people. Some sure. people want to get to that kind of detail. Others want the overall look. And so they're willing to 3d print something in, in replace in, you know, in place of the actual thing, the dental piece or whatever, you know? Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and, and at the end of the day that the, the local garrison will kind of look at it and, and they're looking at photos and, and they're going to say thumbs up or, th- hey, you need to work on these pieces. You need to yeah. work on that. And, and um, I, I tip my hat to the people that are going for, the, for every single accurate piece. Like they are on a journey like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. And, and oh man, I, I just want to sit there and wa- eat popcorn and watch. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like I, uh, that, that, I'm not there yet. 
maybe one day. Um, but, but honestly, I, so here's a little something. So I just told the guys just two days ago, the next custom I'm building is Boba from, you know, Daimyo, right? Uh, ah, yes. And, 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 uh, and I, so I went down to the, the, the bounty hunters guild and started looking at the forums and, and saw the recent whip, you know, this guy that did an excellent job recording all the details of what he did. And luckily those costumes were at star Wars celebration and they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, we wait, got tons of photos of them. Yeah. Here, here's a peek of the boots. Oh, by the way, they're these under armor boots and you can still see the under armor logo. I found them on eBay and guess what? I bought them. I don't have to buy those. I could probably buy the Merrill's that look the same. Cause those are apparently okay as well. But Nope, Under Armour boots. I gotta get them. So I'm, well, I'm already going down that path. We got, I'm already going got, down that path. Right, Disney. There's three different boots, right, for Book of Boba Fett. Three acceptable boots. Yes, I, I, I know of two. There's so there maybe is three. I, I, I must have missed that piece, but I know the Merrells and then the Under Armour and then there's a third one. I guess. Yeah, that, the Merrell, I, the Merrells that like snow boot. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I think you're. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why people come to Armor Party and listen to because we nerd out about this stuff. Dude. Uh, yeah. So I'm starting to go down that path of accuracy but i'm also like okay am i going to 3d print this armor or what am i going to do and so i'm still deciding but yeah i i can see why you get sucked into it well it 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 makes makes, it makes it difficult too because the other thing that i've i've you know in in 2023 i want to i want to have more roundtable discussions where we talk about this stuff because when it comes down to like boba fett and in a in a part of like when we get into accuracy and stuff like that it's like there was a time where I feel like if you were making Din Djarin armor, there's a phenomenal model maker out there named uh, Darren Patton, and he goes by Great Ape Studios, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and his way of achieving what he would call accuracy uh, was just the ability to be able to take almost like, I think it's called... Uh, 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 essentially just taking understanding how tall the character was, you know, Brennan Wayne, six, two. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to measure all of his measurements based on knowing just that one measurement, because essentially it's like, you know, you're like Fibonacci here. They can just figure everything out from there. Yep. Um, wild. And so he was able to figure out for sizing how that would look. And it was so accurate that it almost got to a point where you went, if you show up at a con, you went great ape, great ape, yeah, great ape, great ape, yeah, I got great ape, because it was that good, and it it's almost kind of set it, yeah, it set it to a point where you would go, you know, is it really about building anymore, or when somebody becomes the gold standard, that just moves to the top and it just stays there in the community, and yeah. Book of Boba was an interesting case because Book of Boba was completely redone, but mm. you have the Hawkeyes. The Shriek Hawkeyes. This is a Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Luke Daly, who's been on this show, and um, he's worked with like uh, you know Danny Redman and some of these just other fantastic oh, prop makers. Yeah, they make a product that's so good, you almost go, why, why would I make anything when I can just buy it better? by people who actually know what they're doing. And it just gets yeah. you into this weird, like an ethics discussion of being like, well, why do we do it? Well, it's just screw up and, you know, to, to horse something together and do all that. But you see these files and you go, there is, I can't get more accurate than that. If I'm, that's what I'm going for. And mm-hmm. so it puts you into a weird head, head spin because you're sitting here going, am I taking the build out of everything or am I just literally just buying stuff at this point? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the, 
that's what people have to figure out for themselves, right? Because I think some people have a means, some people have adult money, they have the ability to kind of save up and get the best of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, those people that are selling like the gold standard, uh, the price is going to be higher and rightly so because they've done a lot of homework. The work. They've done the work. They, yeah, yeah. They've done all the they've done the trial and error. They they've done it all to get to that amazing standard. And so I don't blame them if the price is high because a lot went into it. It's not just that they're just selling it because they want to sell it at high price. There's, there's a lot of work that went into it, blood, sweat and tears. And, but if you don't have that kind of cash, well, you know, if I can get the files or something that looks really dang close and I put in the work and I build up myself and I modify it. So I got to tell you like those, those tech files that I got, they weren't accurate. I had to go into Mesh Mixer and learn how to like I was YouTubing how to modify these files and cut them and bend them and yeah. and and get get the face groups and kind of extend stuff and then I was even doing post not just not just smoothing pieces but I was cutting ABS little slivers and attaching it with Evercoat and shaping it so I can get okay this looks like it's from the animated show right so because nobody was making the model right and, and, yeah, right. and I, and I've really yet to see perfect, accurate tech STLs. I just haven't. And, sure. and I can spot errors, whatever. I, you know, whatever. But I'm not going to call those people out. I'm like, no, that's fine. Like, it's it's good. Right. But but for me, for what I want to do, like, I will do those extra things. So you have the people that can go for the gold standard because they maybe have the ability to. Also, they want to get to man. I want to wear this for a con, or I want to yeah. wear this for this troop. And so there's a speed to something, or there's like, you know what? I'm a journey kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a destination guy. I'm a journey person. I want to go through the grind. I sort of want to earn it, air quote, yeah, yeah. you know. Um so um, hats off to anybody whatever direction you go. Like I I think you got to find what 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 your jam is and just own it. Just go into it. For sure. And it and it's so like hearing when I had Jen Markham on, um her perspective was just so interesting to me because she goes, "Do you know how hard it is to build armor in New York City?" And I was oh, like, what? I guess I never thought. I'm like, people live in apartments in New York. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Joe, spray paint, tiny. spray paint is illegal in the city yeah. of New York. I'm like, that's crazy. I, I just think about like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go like, I, I need a black. I, I'm going to go to Lowe's. It's going to take me five minutes. I'm going to come back. I'm going to spray something black. Like I have to go to Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's like, I to, I'm, I'm with you on that. I've always kind of in general just been like, you know, ho- however you get it done by any means necessary, get it done. That's cool. I, th- I think the part of it that's really interesting to me is like when we, because the community has never been stronger in regards to where people know their strengths. And then you're finding mm-hmm. people, um, you're finding people that are kind of coming out of the woodwork that have said, oh, hey, I'm, I'm actually a modeler uh, in my yeah. in my day job. It's like Sean Fields, um, who I, I think half the shore troopers in the 501st Legion owe a great debt to Sean Fields, who just modeled the original first available set of armor files for free because he was on yeah. board. I think this is a cool looking trooper. I'm going to make people were like, do you, do you need money for this? He's like, no, it's good. Just print them. I'm like, what? you know, what? and then from there, people kind of like guinea pigged onto, um, here he, they guinea pigged onto it. And then they started making more accurate files and basically saying, Hey, Sean yeah. got us, got us like 75% of the way here. Now we can nerd out over it. So yeah, it, it's yeah. just, it's an interesting case of where you find the, the collective community is 
so passionate about this stuff and you don't have to, you know, there's certainly people that have gone above and beyond and you see them continually time and time again, always kind of like showing out little details and, um, mm-hmm. and you love those people. And I've probably had most of them on the show already. Um, but I, I, I think the spirit of building, I think is what really encourages, encourages me to keep saying, yeah, it's, it's, this is what makes it fun. And then mm-hmm. I see groups like you guys, the dad batch that have like now become, a, a familial unit through the crew that you're continuing to build with. And I think you're starting, I think you're starting to kind of see some pockets of people who get photographed together a lot and you've got them in different parts of the state. That's fun. It's so it's awesome. good, isn't it? I think it, I yeah. think it rocks. I think it rocks. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, and, and we get inspired from those groups too. Like we'll, we'll see each other and at least on social media and kind of encourage and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the the it's I'm super lucky to be with the guys that I'm with. But I, I gotta say though, like my garrison here in, in San Diego, those people are awesome too. The, the just really lucky to have um, the talent. Like like uh, Lindsay's is the XO of the Five Hundred First Legion, and she's yeah. in my garrison, right? So there's just some really really wonderful people, welcoming, um, encouraging, and. Uh, and yeah, and I think that's a neat piece too. So I, I get DM'd a lot of like, hey, how do I get into costuming? How do I, you know, do you recommend the legions and whatnot? And so I kind of sometimes get into a long conversation to find out, okay, well, what's your motivation? What, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to build a costume for you for a con or do you want to get like screen accurate approved and what's the motivation? Sure. And once, once I hear what they're going for, then I know which way to steer them. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Go, go towards foam, go towards those other things. Oh, you want right. to go this way? Contact your local garrison. Those people are, are a treasure trove of information. Um, they're they're probably going to be very welcoming, and 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 I know I was lucky to have that. And so I'll tell them, hey. Um, also, if they don't get back to you quickly, don't take it personal. People are sure. busy. Yeah, right. Everybody, everybody have jobs outside of Star Wars. Unfortunately, everybody's volunteering for this stuff, you know. Yeah. And 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 so like, don't take it personal. So you kind of have to prep people a little bit. Expectation sure, sure. management. Yeah. Um, but ultimately it's like leading people towards a closeness to a community, to, to a fandom, mm, to mm-hmm. a beautiful story, Star Wars. Like it, it's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's all about at the end of the day. Well, and, and Joe, your story particularly, um, you know, I, I wanted to, there's, there's a part that I wanted to bring you on to talk about because I know that, you know, the, the, we talked about it a little bit, but like this idea of hobbies is mm-hmm. something that can save your, I, I, it sounds extreme to say save your life, but in some ways it's actually true. I think as we yeah. become adults, um, think of how wild it is that you, me, the rest of the dad batch, like <laughs> we're on social media using it in ways that we th- used to think high schoolers used it. Like, yeah. We're like, can, like we got followers. <laughs> we're like, I'm hosting a podcast. I'm like, I got YouTubes and uh, like all this, you know, all this stuff that I work with college kids every day. And, um, and when they find out that like, I got this like thing going, they're like, <laughs> wait, what did do? What? Um, and it's just interesting. And like, we, we've almost in a lot of ways, um, it's, it's, it's given us a second life. It's given us a, yeah. a, a chance to not say, um, you know, those days are behind me in some ways. I almost feel like with star Wars and this community that we're building, um, 
I I get insanely excited for conventions to go meet mm-hmm. strangers across the internet that, <laughs> that that we've had a lot of really great meaningful conversations because Star Wars is just a vessel for us connecting with each other and and sharing stories with each other. Um and I and I just I love that because I see the the dad batch and your story in particular, um, coming off of you know a military career that demands high stress, and I'm sure you've you've seen some things that um, are going to stick with you and and know mm-hmm. people, unfortunately, that um, probably aren't aren't here. And 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 all of that makes me think that you know this is really what I think the power of costuming and community is actually all about. And um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because you're like me in that way of saying, I mean, we ain't getting any younger and TikTok <laughs> is still confusing as hell to me, but, oh, uh, but I love oh, that we're a bunch of dads on here <laughs> figuring out Instagram and being like, Oh, actually people are kind of interested in what I got going on here. This is wild to me. It's, it's surprising. This whole piece of, of Instagram and following is, is a total surprise and caught me off guard. But, but I will say, um, what what the building of the costume and and the therapeutic process of it of of immersing myself into something mm. there was a point after my career where and that most veterans go through this I, I got to say this like whether you served four years ten years twenty years or more um, you you're coming from a from an environment where like the person to your left and right has your back. Um, so much so that they'd be willing to give their life for you. Yeah. And so uh, I remember like contemplating that for, as I was figuring out when I separate from this career, like, what does that really mean? And these are all internal thoughts. And, and, and of course, pr- outward projection. Oh yeah, I'm going to transition. I'm going to, I'm going to separate from the military. I'll get a job and it'll be cool. It'll be fine. I'll be fine. But internally you're like, man, I'm losing my sense of identity. I'm losing sure. my, I'm losing, mm. losing the brotherhood, sisterhood. I'm losing, I'm losing something. What? Will I be able to find that? Are my best years behind me, kind of thing? And yeah, and, yeah. and um, how do I how do I how do I process the things that I've done? And does it even matter anymore? Like what wh- what's ahead of me? So all that stuff's jumbled inside. And what do you do with it? Um, I've I've had lots of friends, and and it, what the good thing is, we're all starting to talk about it as a, as a veteran community a little bit more. It's not as taboo, like to just keep it down, suppress it. Sure, we're we're starting to talk about you know. Oh, I didn't know you're having depression. I didn't know you're having some thoughts about whatever, like ending it, you know? And, and so there's all kinds of help, which, which I'm sure we're going to get to and, and yeah. the ornament and, and, and 22, yeah, yeah. you know, mission 22. But, um, but, but it's still a thing. And, and I was just watching a news report. Like there's a bunch of suicides happening on, on Naval ships in Virginia beach right now and whatnot. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of stress happening still. Um, in the process of, of finding this community of, of finding something to work with my hands and get in a garage and just kind of really think, um, before all that, I used to like inside, uh, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but like, I don't like people. I, sure. I, no, I like, no, I get to, that. Yeah. I, I like, man, people, I just, I just don't like people. I don't like being around people. Mm-hmm. They irritate me. And that's, that was a feeling that I felt for years. And so I felt safe with my brothers and sisters in the military, but, and of course my family, but once I got out into the public, like rolling the eyes and maybe not externally physically, but like, uh, I gotta go out in the public again. Gotta, sure. gotta deal with this stuff. And, and then honestly, like what I would overhear 
it sounded like first world problems, you know, sure. like, oh yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah. you know, it's, when you see extreme poverty in a third world overseas and then you come back to the States and you're like, wait, we're complaining about what exactly? Sure. Oh you man. Know? Yeah. So, so imagine that just amplified by a gajillion and just hitting you like, like a ton of bricks. The, there's a reason why I felt like separated from my fellow American fellow community and and so what was interesting is finding Star Wars and f- stumbling into a community like I'm finding with the Dad Batch and all these other incredible makers and you, people are awesome. Like what? Mm. I, I don't believe that one bit. I don't believe. I don't believe that that narrative I was telling myself that people suck. Like no, that's not true. And and so what I started realizing is, and this is this is just God honest truth. Like what I, what sounded like, like people complaining first world problems, like, Oh, my latte is too hot. Like take this back. Like for all I know, the person who just said that just lost their job the day before. Sure. And, and, and they're just venting right now. Sure. Sure. Or, or maybe, maybe their, their family member got diagnosed with something really horrible and they're just venting, man, that person cut me off. I'm like, Oh man, who am I to judge? And so, sure. so I, the, the sanding, the, the grind in the garage, the quiet time, I started reflecting, listening to people DMing me and social media as I'm starting to build a little bit of following people interested in what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, you're not so bad. Cool. I'll help you out. I I would say it's not just the act of building something, but also like building myself. And so I, I I Mm -hmm. put in my social media bio, like I am the whip, like I am a constant work in progress. I will never feel like I've arrived. I'm I'm getting better. Um, and, and dude, Star Wars, did, it's doing it for me. Like it's helping in so many ways. And so I think I, my hope is that other veterans find something, whether it's sports. I have really good friends that started um, surf therapy for, for veterans. Basically like they're building surfboards that are modified for wounded veterans or whatnot. And, and they're getting in the water and hitting the waves in the La Jolla shores, super cold weather right now, but that's fine. They're, they're getting wet and they're finding something in community. At the end of the day, it's the community. It's people. It's yeah. people that yeah. that's the way back, you know? Yeah. That's man. That is. And that's, I, and I'm thank you, um, Joe, for sharing that because I think when, when people would start to ask me like, what was armor party all about? I used to, it's a star Wars podcast, of course, of course, but really what I think it was and what attracted me to start this was it let people be themselves and the sense of, I've heard this from a couple of other friends in the military is like, the idea is that, like you said, um, you, you have to start, you start to almost lose yourself in a way to, of course, the idea that like, we can't have individuals when we work as a team because people's lives can depend on it. And so you equally start to have this codependence of saying like, I trust my team. I trust my brothers and sisters. And then once, like you said, you break off of that, you start to just kind of start to disassociate of being like, but can I stand on my own? And, and can, Mm -hmm. is it okay to get that individuality back of me? And I know that there are so many stereotypes that go into it. And, you know, I've heard from, from my other friends who have been in it. It's like, yeah, there, it, it, it really does get difficult to come out of, of whatever rigidity you had. And, and that sometimes isn't even about um, a military career. That can be the idea that, uh, you know, Star Wars is for, you know, collecting things is for kids. Um, yeah. You know, if if uh, Star Wars or nerddom was a retreat for you, um, if if you have loved this stuff and, and you love the idea of, of, 
of uh, a fantasy land or something uh, that that seems to bring you courage. Well, you know what? That was designed by someone else who feels the same. Mm-hmm. And through social media, we've been able to connect with each other. We've been able to to uh, share our passion. I'm like so grateful that conventions are what they are now because you just for all the negativity about everything. Remember when we got to celebration and it was oh, the dude. happiest people you've energy, ever seen. Energy, crazy levels of energy from day one to the last day. It was, it was epic. I, I could not, I mean, I, I miss, I miss those days. Like those, those I, I, are I just, feel like I'm still like going off a charge. <laughs> like I got fully charged at celebration and I'm at like 10%, but like, I'm still just like nerfing that last charge, man. Oh man. Yeah. It, it was, it was fun. Nonstop fun. And, and in fact, like if I blinked, I missed somebody. I felt bad because there's so many people I wanted to meet. And people are like, oh, I saw you from a distance. I'm like, oh, I missed you. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You know, next time, but, baby, next time. <laughs> but it's like everywhere you look, you're, t- you're, you're connecting to something or somebody yeah. or some sort of medium. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was off the charts. Yeah, well, that's, and I know that you've, um, I know that you've done work because I do want to mention the Ornament Project and, um, you know, you, you have done work with veterans and, and the, the charity that we decided to, to land on. And I thank you for, for helping me vet because you know, you know, where kind of my vibe is, is that, um, you know, I, I, I want to know that the money is going to the people that it's designed to go and help. Uh, I'm not, I'm not an administrative person and that's why some of the big blanket fundraisers, like they make me a little weary, man. Um, and so I'm glad that I was able to connect with you to get, to get mission 22. Um, and this organization just really, uh, you know, my wife is a therapist, um, and, and she has a, you know, you, you can, you see credentials and, and I know enough by proxy to know when someone's going, okay, yeah, that person's, you know, when I see all the, the little initials stacked up next to someone's name, I go, okay, this person knows what they're talking about. That's great. Um, and they have, they just, there's the, the resources that they have available. I go, they've, yeah they figured out that these resources were needed. Um, and so I think we're, you know, in, in, in speaking to that, of course, like on your end, like how important is it that, you know, we're, we're continuing to add and, and help these charities out. Dude, I was so stoked when you DM'd me to just, just get my opinion. I, I, first of all, thank you for that. Like, I, I, I think it's cool. And, and ultimately you made, you made the call. Um, I, it it's just there, there's a lot of charities, and so I'm actually connected to many charities. In fact, I worked in, in a nonprofit for four years. That was my first gig, well, my second gig really out of the military. I worked in yeah. in, a, in a nonprofit for four years, focused on military veterans. Um, and so, when you're in that world, you just realize, whoa, here's an ocean of nonprofits and organizations dealing with veteran veteran transition, wellness, sure. all of it. And so, I got very familiar with who's who in the zoo, and uh, and so when you mentioned mission 22. I was like, uh, yeah, like, like there's, there's a lot of people that, that need resources and, and all these organizations are competing for the same dollars. Right. So it's like, okay, where can I make the most impact, most splash? And there's some big fish that, that have like massive amounts of money and, and they're, they're good. They're good. And they're doing sure. great yeah. things. Yeah. But there's some other nonprofits, which you just happened to discover and, and you, and you shared it with me. And I was like, yes, this is a, this is a legit one, and they're doing some they're doing some needed work. Uh, there's some organizations. Here's the thing that I found is there's all this is like the like all these multiple degrees and multiple avenues to get educated on whatever, and there's multiple transition organizations and multiple organizations to help with you know TBIs and and and, and PTSD and whatnot. But certain ones 
have a way to speak to certain veterans that only they can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and so, um, when you can discover those, you, those are the ones you want to support. Sure. If you feel called to support. And, and so just really grateful that, that you latched onto this mission and, uh, and finding a way to give back and dude, you're going to, you're going to crush it, man. Like what? 40. We're going to crush it. Everyone's involved in this. We're all doing (laughs) this, man. Yeah. And it, well, it's just, it's a, it's a great thing because again, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a product of, and I'm a true believer that like art and creativity are some of, um, the, the, the few things that do separate us from the rest of the animal kingdom. Um, and, and in our, (laughs) in our ability to, uh, revert back to that sense in many ways. Um, but at the same time, like this is, it's just a cool thing because next year it's going to be a completely different charity. And, um, you know, just even, even, um, you know, even what happened a couple of weeks ago at, at, you know, in, in Colorado, um, mm-hmm. I've had some people be like, you know, how yeah. about the Trevor project or something like that? I'm like, but well, sounds yeah. awesome. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's like, I think the idea that like this, that our charity, uh, is of, of star Wars customers and the incredibly compassionate people that exist among this, um, which is part of why I want to, I'm, I'm, we're talking about it is because there's so many people that got into the Legion because it was about, making a difference in their community or making the difference in a world through the love and power of star Wars. Um, and that was the part that turned a lot of people on. It's like, you know, if I, you know, you do one hospital trip a year, uh, mm. they're the, they're the most tragic, um, they suck to do and you walk out of there and you go, that's why I put that armor on. That's why I spent thousands of dollars because for that second that that kid looked at me and forgot that they were in a crappy hospital because Mm -hmm. for some reason their body wasn't working the way that it should. They forgot that their situation sucked and they smiled. And I'm like that to me, like get it going. And, and, and when you think about it that way and you think about the other people who are like you that have not found uh, a way out yet i hope that they find star wars and whatever it is that like gets them going and and has a similar track to you because like we talked about um it it does give you second life it gives you a a second perspective it gives you uh an unadulterated ability to have fun and like Mm -hmm. i mean hearing your story of being like i'm not all that geeked on people and this made me just like reintroduce myself into into a world of people that now all of a sudden i'm like wildly supported Ah, dude that is music to my ears man it's like why freaking have this podcast like this is awesome yeah at the end of the day it's connecting to people i i think um you know, I have friends that deal with some serious depression and whatnot and, yeah. and, and they're going through some, some tough times and they're trying to figure it out and they're getting, they're getting therapy, they're getting help, they're professional sure. help and whatnot. Um, but, but hearing their perspective and I don't quite, I I'm, I'm lucky to be where I'm at. I, sure. I'm very fortunate. And, and, and some of my friends are just struggling and they feel like they're on an Island and, and I can tell, I'm looking at them like, dude, I love you. Like you're not alone. Like yeah. I'm here but they still have a sense and, and there's some stuff going on inside and they mm-hmm. can't, they can't mm-hmm. break through. All you can do is just love on them the best you can um, and encourage them and say, Hey, when you're ready, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, like that's what I've come to find out. I've, I worked with so many veterans over the years in that nonprofit that I was, that I was at for four years. It's like when this, when this, when the student's ready, the teacher arrives, yeah. the teacher's been there the whole time. Sure. Sure. But when the student is ready, it's like, Oh, I get it now. Now mm-hmm. I get it. And, and I was lucky to have, 
you know, this community provide that for me. Even though I, I'm sure there are tons of people all around me in other communities that were loving on me and just caring for me. But I'm like, nope, yeah, you suck. You suck. Nope, you suck. And, and for some reason, the light bulb went off for me with this community. And, and so I think, awesome. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so these organizations are needed for whatever reason. And, and I know there's 40,000 nonprofits, veteran focused specifically, 40,000 across the country. Mm, sure. that's, that's a lot. But they're all needed for something to reach that person or that group of people. That's why they exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, and, and I, and the, the part of hearing this and I, I went to a 501st cares thing at celebration in 2019. Um, and you're just seeing, I mean, really what it comes down to is, is for people to feel, uh, welcome, yeah. comfortable in their own skin. Uh, the idea that, you know, you could, that there are people out there that if I say hello there with no intention of anyone <laughs> responding, that someone out there is going to be like, oh, General Kenobi. And I'm like, <laughs> so you're my people, dude. You're my people. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. but those, those people are out there. And I'm like, I'm, for sure. And, and 10,000 of them follow me and 22,000 follow John and whatever uh, these numbers yeah. are. It's like, and they're all, you know, it, it, when they, when we get to meet up to do something wild like Mosh Isley, <laughs> um, you know, all of these things just make sense. So I'm just, I'm yeah. forever, I'm forever grateful in the weird way, the same as you, that uh, somehow the crappiest year of my life in terms of like where I was thinking the world was going. I have a yeah. child, you have kids. Like, what do we do? Like, is this, is this <laughs> yeah. the end of human? Like what's happening, but right. look at where we are now. And it's like through that community we've been connecting. So uh, Joe, I am so glad that I was able to have you on and, and hear a little bit about your story and how important it is for people to uh, latch onto something. I mean, like do you are proof, man. I mean, it's, and, and to look at um, this, the human spirit, it's, it doesn't sound cheesy to say, but like, God, man, what <laughs> else do we call it? Like the, the, the desire to build and be creative and attach onto someone else's creativity that made star Wars. Here we are. I'm just like, I don't know, man, it's by the force. I think. Dude, one of, one of my, I, I got to share this real quick. Um, favorite stories of trooping, bringing a smile to somebody else. So uh, John and I, I'm, I'm trooping tech for the first time. He's wearing Hunter. So just the two of us, we're linked up. We're in, a, we're in, we're in Orange County, some, some troop, and, and there's a bunch of kids coming in. I got to meet Indy Speeder for the first time. And so there's all kinds so of good great. energy. Yeah. Yeah, so good, yeah. so good. And, and, uh, and there's this young boy. Uh, it, it's it's a couple, and the boy uh, he's he's a young little lad, tiny, got to be like maybe I don't know, it, it, definitely elementary school. And he's walking in, and his head's down, and he's shy, hundred percent shy. There's all kinds of crazy costumes, activity. Mm. There's there's you know the cantina music playing in the background, all, just all kinds of stuff, right? The fun. This kid is shy, head down, sure. and he's got these cute glasses, right? Cute glasses, and I notice it, and and his mom. Pats him on the shoulder. I'm looking at him. His mom pats him on the shoulder and, and points at me. And he looks up and I lift up my head and I'm like, and I'm pointing at my tech goggles. Oh yeah. And dude, the smile on his face is priceless. Priceless. I'm, I'm assuming, just assuming, this young boy's shy, looking for some way to connect to something. Like, I'm here. I don't know what's going on. What are these goofy looking characters? He doesn't know who the bad batch is. He, you know, he's probably too young. He's like, I don't know. Sure. Gl glasses, connection, smile. Mm. Get over here, kid. And so he came over and we, we got this epic photo. 
And it, dude, it melted my heart. I was like, this costume was worth it for that smile. A hundred percent worth it for that smile. All of it. That, oh. I mean, oh man, I'm, I'm, yeah. if you're not fired up to go, like, I feel like people, like, dude, hang up the Spotify, go put your <laughs> costume on and get out there and go change someone's life. So, like, I, dude. I, hear, I hear this stuff and it just makes me want to be like, come on, what else can we go do? Let's go out there and do something, you know? I love that. And we all have our own stories like that, that like they stick with us, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and it Cutest is because kid. like that, that is, that could have been that kid's Star Wars moment that for yeah. some reason you never looked back yeah. and you think of those moments and you think of what those can lead to. And then we think of our own stories and you go, it's, it's just, like I said, man, I think it's like, it's a part, it's, it, it's the force at work. <laughs> I have to, of course, though, on the best of kind of note, because I know that we got to wrap up here. Sure. We got to do a lightning round, Joe. I mean, uh, like, we're just okay. like, we're over here geeking out because I know, are you going to be at San Diego Comic-Con? Let's just get that out of the way. I will be there. I bought the tickets. I'll be at London in April. And then later on that summer, I'll be at San Diego Comic-Con. All right. All yeah. right. We'll round yeah. up about this after, but uh, we got to do a lightning round, Joe. I got, I have questions that I've tailored to you because of course I do. That's what I do as a good host. So let's get into this lightning round. Joe, you ready to go? I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I want you to answer as fast as you can. What do you say, bud? Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Joe, are you a lightsaber or a blaster guy? Blaster. Blaster. You didn't hesitate, so I know that you're already thinking, which one? You know what? Um, Inside the military, I I had a really awesome, all kinds of really cool setup, but I always loved the pistol. For some reason, so okay, you know the 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 seventeen, you know, just just the just kind of that clone. It just makes sense. Tech tech just pulled him out from his back magically in that first arc. Like he didn't even have holsters, and he's just kind of pulling these these things out. And obviously, the artist and and whatever when they wrote the story, they didn't figure that piece out. And that was a like question for out. like. Whoop. Just got, yeah, just pulled him out of nowhere, thin air. Yeah. He's got these things, you know. So yeah. yeah. All right, the old little lo-fi blaster boxes, the uh, the clone the clone sidearms, the DC seventeens, right? That's where they yes. are. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Second question: The clones are decorated in all kinds of styles. Besides tech, who has the coolest setup? Oh man, dude! Captain Vaughn has all the gear. Like, yeah. That that yeah, guy, I'm, I'm with that. Like he he, I mean he he basically shopped where Cody went, right? Like he's like, hey, what's Cody got? Oh, I gotta have that and more, you know. Plus so, one, plus two, plus, plus two. I mean, Jesse's loaded up with all kinds of really cool stuff, just the comma and all that. But yeah, but gear, I think Captain Vaughn, Captain okay. Vaughn's looking That's solid. A, that is a great answer, and I like that you were like it. It, Vaughn is enough in your head that you didn't really have to think about it. You're like, no, no. put it out there. I love that. I love that. Yeah. If you could see one of the clones brought into the Mandoverse oh. with maybe a little flashback in live action, which clone would you bring back, Joe? <sighs> Got to think about this one. In the Mandoverse. Yeah. 
Mandoverse, because this is like five years late and stuff. And like, I mean, yeah. so let's let's say theoretically, like you know, we could Theoret- see Rex show up. That's cool. But like you know, we had Gregor, we had Wolf, we had these guys. Like, if yeah. there was a clone that we could get, like you know, maybe an episode or two of flashback. Like, you know, which clone do you think would add something to the Mandoverse? Man, um, I, I think Wolf, because like we've still yet to see how Wolf even what got happened? where he is. Yeah, what, sure. what the heck happened? You know, yeah. and and. Is, did Plo Koon make it? And will Wolf know if he made it or not? You know, and I don't know. Just mm. Wolf's always been fascinating. And uh, yeah, I think Wolf. Okay, I'm into that answer. I like that a lot. That's I'm working for that. All right, now <laughs> I'm going to ask you point blank because I, I have an idea of what you might say, but you could surprise all the listeners. What's the best ship in Star Wars? The best ship? Um you're going to say, you think I'd say Havoc Marauder, right? Because I don't know. It's, I, it's, no, it's, I'm just, you're my guest. You can say whatever you want. So watching tech fly that thing and it's skidding in space. Like it's like, you know, it's like drifting. In, like, yeah. Oh my God. Epic. But um, you know what? I'm, I've always been a fan of, <laughs> of the ugly Twilight. Anakin, Ahsoka, ship that they stole from the original Clone Wars movie. That punk of junk that, that I think Obi-Wan crashed later. Or no, they got shot out of the sky when he went to Mandalore. There you like go. That, that thing was like puttering with smoke. I don't care what it looks like. I drive a Prius, man. And honestly, like, I don't care. Sure, yeah. I, it gets not me about from point A to B. Point A to point B. But if the if the best pilot in the galaxy can fly that thing, like, eh, so can I. Twilight. It does make it pretty cool, then. That's good. Yeah. All right, I'm, that's good. Yeah. I'm cool with that. All right, now the 501st <laughs> is known for the bad guys. But Joe, what do you think your role would be in the Rebellion? In the Rebellion? Ooh, ooh man. So I... I really love this character and the guys are going to laugh. The Bendu. Oh, the in between. He, he's in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like he, he, he's, he's above it all. I, I'm above it all, right? And just don't make me mad, Ken and Jarrus. But uh, yeah, I, I think I would come in when needed, but only when needed, which means that, hey, Rebels, you got this. You don't need me. Sure, sure. You, you don't need me. But when it looks like everybody's dying, you need to escape, then maybe I'll rise to the occasion. Yeah, 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 I like that. But, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. and it's an interesting way to you know because it's almost like Bendu, and for people who are like, what the heck is Bendu? Uh, well, <laughs> it's a moose, a space should, moose. It's, it's right, yes, it's uh, an Earth moose. It comes from the soil. Like, is Star Wars is weird? Um, yeah. Please do yeah. watch Rebels. One of the greatest. Oh. Uh, it's more like one of my favorite things that's really ever good happened in Star Wars. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but ben, Bendu is a good one. Bendu kind of represents the uh, the true balance of the Force, um, and uh, when it tries. to to be offset, uh, it gets upset. Uh, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. So that's that's good. I was not expecting that, Joe. But that's good. I like that. The Bendu, uh, the Bendu, Bagheera Jaws. Um, <laughs> Joe, you have been able to to travel uh, the globe, and and you've seen some places. You've been able to do things. But what would be the first place that you would travel to in the Star Wars galaxy? Oof. So I'm I'm a huge island uh, Hawaii Kauai guy. Ah, Kauai. Okay. And so Kauai is one of those islands out of all the islands. It's 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 probably the most scenic because all the movies go. Indiana Jones is filmed there. Jurassic Park is filmed there for a reason. Yeah. Because it's gorgeous. And so um, I know it's kind of a cliche answer, but Scarif, just the beaches, the seclusion before Empire, right? Obviously before the Empire. And Why would happen after the? Oh mm-hmm. no. Before it turns to glass, 
before it turned to glass. Yeah. Before it turned to glass, it was gorgeous. Just yeah, I gorgeous, think it's, I think it's actually just it's a bunch of meteors now, but that's, that's yeah, yeah true. Yeah, but yeah. at one time, I heard it was just quite lovely. Absolutely. Yep. All right, so. I've got to ask you this, Joe. If you're following along with Tech of the Dad Batch, you know that you like your snacks. This is like an <laughs> ongoing conversation. What is the best snack currently available in Star Wars? And you can't include Galaxy's Edge, but what is the best snack that's available in Star Wars? In Star Wars. So not Sour Patch, but I would say uh, Mantel Mix is... Uh, oh, is Mantel Mix. Mantel Mix, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of sweet, pink purple-ish kind of popcorn-looking stuff. But yeah, Mantel Mix. A simple answer. That's good. So, you know, it depends on if, you know, we have, I know we have a lot of listeners that have all different kind of dietary choices. And, uh, you know, there's some people who might say, I want I want a little bit of that space whale Obi-Wan was cutting up. Uh, <laughs> and there's some people who might say, I want Shishimi. that. Yeah, I want that, uh, the expanding bread that Ray had uh, that probably just <laughs> actually looks cool, tastes horrible. Um, but that's good. That's, that's really good. Dude, I'm Joe, a big... Yeah, yeah, sour patch and popcorn. Just that's kind of like my go-to snacks, and and so on. when I saw that mental mix, and I saw Megan Wrecker just going to town, I'm like, that actually looks pretty good for a cartoon munchies. Didn't, you know, didn't they have? Didn't they do a? They did a popcorn at Galaxy's Edge, but I don't think they called it mantel mix. They should have if they did. Right, I know, right? I'm like, yeah, it was like right there for you. They even yeah. set you up. Joe, my last question for you, brother. You've been in position to know leaders, and you've also been one yourself. Who is one character in Star Wars that you would love to fight or take lessons from? Oh man, dude! So watching in in uh, uh, Tales of the Jedi that the, the recent you know Anakin, yeah, yeah. Anakin and Ahsoka um, interaction where he's training her ultimately to survive Order sixty six, like, like that that was just kind of going to happen eventually, but mm. but. But like, get up. The whole thing of get up, get up. Like, I've been through some physical training in the military where it is like that. Yeah. Um, again. And, and, again. Uh, yeah. Again. 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 And and we would use like like simulation rounds that would that would like hit your hand. And the whole point is like, hey, if your hand gets hit, don't go ow. Keep going. Like, keep, yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. And so it's it's just this muscle memory, muscle memory. Right. And and uh, and yeah. So when I saw that recently, I'm like. Dude, you can't, you can't, that, that is it right there. Yeah. Like just to be around him in his prime. Oh my gosh. Like you're going to win everything. Even when you lose, you're going to be cool when you do it. You know, that's, it's like, true. that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. You're going to be unbelievably cool. badass and absolutely terrifying. So Anakin Skywalker is a great answer. I love that. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I, 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 I'm kind of like, when I think about it, there's a lot of people um, in star Wars that, equally would make great leaders and they'd probably get me killed. Um, (laughs) And so I always try to like balance that with a little bit of realism of being like, well, I'm not that I wouldn't, maybe I could like figure out how to be a pilot, but like um, I would probably crash or like, you know, (laughs) Poe would be like, Oh dude, jump on the back of an X wing. Oh, he's too slow. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm dust on the side of a star destroyer. So uh, that's, that's, I love that answer. That's great. Well, Joe, (laughs) my brother, thank you again, man. This has been such a treat 
to be able to sit down and and learn a little bit about your story. And uh, I, I'm still shocked that you haven't been costuming for years when I see how damn good all of you guys are. Um, so this has been an eye-opening experience for me that I need to get back to work. Now I'm feeling <laughs> all this conversation has done has just made me be like, I got to, like after this, I got to go prime something. Um, but it's it's been awesome talking with you and and hearing your story and, and just hearing about uh, what this community has has been for you because I think it's something that a lot of people are going to listen to and, and relate to it. Yeah, I, I it, I'm just grateful every time I interact with somebody, um, and and a lot of people are 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 going through some stuff, and I know that, I yeah. know that 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 they're going through some stuff, and and some people will vent, and this is this is a way to connect. This is a way to connect to something that they love and other people, and so I'm I'm just grateful that that I have this and that, you know, I, I met you and, and, and we're doing this thing and hopefully yeah. this podcast will help somebody in some yeah, way, yeah. you know, you know, so just thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out, man. And asking me, I really do appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, man. So Joe, if, if people for some reason don't know you already, uh, after all the things that I'm always sharing and I did this epic Photoshop job for you guys. And then Steven handed to me on a card and I got it somewhere and I'm like, <laughs> look at these guys. It's all happening. Um, where can people find you? Where can people uh, interact with you? I would say dad batch pod because there you can connect to me. You connect to Ramey, Steven, Brian, John, and also the charity work they were trying to do with NDSS. Like that, that's, it's an incredible opportunity to win a bunch of really cool stuff and all the money goes to a good cause. But connect to community, not just me, you know, yeah. you'll find my Instagram there with that, those guys, but go to dad batch, uh, pod and, uh, and check us out. Awesome. It's a great listen. I've been, I've popped on there a couple times. Uh, it's so you know, fun. I've, I've even been woken up out of, a, <laughs> uh, you know, out of my bed because Steven's like, get on this thing. We got to talk. Um, yeah. so it's, you guys have a great crew. It's a, it's a great vibe. It like it. And, and I love that it's this, um, you know, I think it gets, it gets hard at times cause we do, we have this social media thing and you know, we're like, man, like we're running out of, I'm, 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 you know, it's like, 1230 for me here. Oh man, um, dude. And, uh, but Working it's like, you, oh yeah. Well, you know, it's like, it, you got to put your kid to bed. You got to have some time with your spouse yep. and then you got to get back to work, you know? So it's like, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep up because man, we ain't getting any younger. So I yeah. love that the dad batch is, you know, it's a, it's a collective of, um, just kind of understanding that like, you know, you, you do have to make time for your passions. You have to make your passions, uh, continue to, to, to make you move forward. Um, mm -hmm. and to, to not really, you know, you, you can, you can do multiple things. You can love your, uh, you can love your, your role as a father, just mm -hmm. as much as, as you can love your role as a, a husband or a spouse. Um, and that you can also go and then say, okay, now what do I want to do for me time? Pfft, get nerdy with my friends. I love Heck that. Yeah. It's on, unapologetic. I think it, I think it connects <laughs> with people. So uh, check yep. out the Dad Batch Pod. That's on Spotify. And we're pretty much wherever you get your your podcasts. And then uh, Chrome Tono. I'm sure I'll be sharing that so we can <laughs> we can get some more people geeked on that and throwing in for that because the prizes are insane. And Dude. then see some uh, Joe's. I'm over here looking at your your ornament over here. Uh, Joe has an incredible <laughs> ornament. Uh, if you have if you are geeked on on tech and the Bad Batch, um, they all submitted these great set of ornaments for that. So that is happening by the time you're listening to this. That will be happening on Sunday, December 11th. So nice. look forward to that. And Joe, again, thank you, brother. See you on the front lines. Clone Force 99. May the force be with you, my friend. 
that is what I'm talking about. A community of creators that change your outlook to realize the importance of love, friendship, passion, and effort to make something beautifully nerdy. Once again, I'm your host, Mike Forrester, wishing you a happy and wonderful holiday season, and I'm already looking forward to what 2023 can bring. Thanks to Joe and all the guys on the Dad Batch Pod for supporting the Ornament Project as big as they do, and make sure you follow along with Joe's journey and making the world a cooler place to play in. Armor Party's incredible themes are done by my childhood friend, Alton James, a talented composer and audio technician whose recent score in the fan film, Legacy of the Mandalorian, absolutely blew me away. Make sure you head over to YouTube and check it out and hit up Alton for literally any audio or music needs at Alton underscore James on Instagram. Armor Party is a part of the Thank the Maker Network alongside Princess and Scoundrel, two great shows you can find on Spotify, Apple music and youtube that fill in those little star wars gaps as you're out shoveling snow if you even get that where you are now until next time maybe next year always remember being an adult is boring but building star wars costumes is anything but (laughs) 